welcome everyone to another fun-packed episode of Chat, Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd, here with my main man, JB. What's going on, bruv? All good, a little under the weather, but we do what we do. It's, um, That's right, my yeah. man's he's a bit bunged up today, he ain't got that Rona. But it's um, cold season here in the UK. It started, the, the temperatures dropped and it's got a little bit chilly. And uh, yeah, everyone, I had it a few days back. My missus had it. And now, unfortunately, uh, the main man, JB, he's not invincible. We might have thought he was, but he's not. Uh, and unfortunately, he's a bit under the weather, but we're going to try and uh, perk him up a bit. There's a little more bass in my voice at the minute. I'm a bit more soulful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, we start today on a on a sad note. Um, Rogue Warrior Animal or Joe Laurinaitis passed away. Um, a huge part of the eighties in uh, in tag team wrestling with with Hawk and with Precious Paul Ellerin. Um, but for me, a bigger part of the nineties because that's when I started to watch wrestling. And. He was a big part of the WWF when I started watching wrestling around 1990, 1991. You know, it was it was really something to to see. He was you know physically imposing like Hawk and fascinating. Like the whole the whole gimmick, the whole get up with the spikes and the paint. It was just really something impressive to watch. They would team up for a long time. They they you know they won it won titles wherever they went. They were NWA, WWF tag team champions, even in Japan. Um. And yeah, I'll just leave it as what a rush, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, man, I still still remember one of the biggest Road Warrior pops was um, the brawl at the, the Royal Albert Hall. You know, the um, the pop that they got when they came out, you know, was just it's just incredible, you know. Absolutely incredible. So yeah, rest in peace, uh, Animal Joe Laurinaitis. And obviously he's he's up there in the big ring in the sky, uh, giving someone the doomsday device right now a with his partner Hawk. Kind of his friends from Minnesota who are also there with him. Um, yeah, it's 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 not a, not a great start for us, but we you know we really enjoyed his work. And yeah, I got yeah. Um, There's nothing really to say, you know. The wrestling business, um, the wrestling business does take take people away, you know, prematurely as well. Because he, he wasn't an old old guy again, 60. you know. What sixty, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he, not an old guy. Um, I watched, I watched a video. Uh, I think it was either Fox Sports or ESPN or something because his son. Uh, actually plays pro football. He's in the NFL, yeah. He's in the NFL. And there was a, a, a lovely video where it was, you know, they're, they're both of them talking about this, this and this, you know, and it's like, you know, uh, it, it was it was a bit bit heart-wrenching watching it, you know, because when they, they came out and said about it, I think me and Jordan were on the phone uh, having a chat the other day yeah. and literally we just got off the phone and it was announced while we were having a chat on the phone. And um, yeah, like you know, it's it's never nice when 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 guys pass away. But even more so, it's even even worse because, like I say, these guys in the wrestling business, are, they hardly reach past sixty. You know. Yeah. It's um, you know, it's very very sad. But rest in peace, uh, Joe Laurinaitis, and um, 
Yeah. Oh, what a rush. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get let's you know how are you, Chris? You know. We, yeah, man. All good. Like all good. Like uh, I can't remember if since the last episode if we if we covered the uh, AEW uh, parking lot brawl or whatever. No, we haven't. We have we have a little bit. Of, we, there's a little bit of news. We like to talk about a bit of news before we start. You know our main. Yeah. Show. Um, and I've got here because I started making these notes a little while ago. It feels like forever ago, like since we decided we we're going to watch this one. But I've got here is Meltzer an AEW shill or is he just losing it? Um, I, it, it's one of them things where I, I think it's all about people say things to get a reaction on social media. Because um, you've got Alvarez as well, who was was Alvarez. Is is he similar? He's not as far gone, I think, as Meltzer. But um, but you know, it's what happens on social media. It's what happens on Twitter. On this, on this. If if you have a certain point of view, it will it will get a reaction, and that is what they want. The traffic, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. like you know, it's like they say. Kids do bad things to get attention from their parents. You get what I'm saying? So, like, you know, any attention is good attention. So, if but before before we continue, where do we need our traffic to go to? <laughs> There's a lot of places that we need some traffic. All right. Well, you know, we 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 need some traffic. I've, do you know what, bro? I've lo- I even said to my missus, I've lost me a bit of paper, so I'm gonna have to go from memory. Right. So we've got. We're on YouTube, um, Chat Track Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast on YouTube. If you're looking at our lovely mugs, you're looking at my um, FC Lazio 1991 replica shirt. Uh, big up Paul Gascoigne. It's got Gazza's number and name on the back. You can't quite see it. Uh, shout out to Paul Gascoigne, one of the best to ever kick a ball. Um, you've, you're looking at JB wearing our merch. It is the... Um, the Kate Crusader wrestling character of JB and yeah, me looking uh, big, skinny as big fuck. Thanks to at Tyrant Tales. You can find big up Tyrant Tales yeah, every yeah. single time. Follow his Instagram. Yeah, he's um very great, talented great dude. Great stuff. So yeah, I mean, so you can catch us on YouTube, which is Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops Podcast on YouTube. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Chat Grapple Pops. That is mainly the domain of JB. He's always on there spamming bits and bobs and having interesting conversations with smart marks. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can catch us on there. Um, so and we are on every single podcast platform imaginable um stitcher listen notes spotify iHeartRadio, um deezer uh apple podcast um amazon uh, podcast google podcast and um, we uh, every single thing and we are on um what was that website i showed you the other day and it was like the smart report or something oh yeah I, I, yeah i forgot the name of that we're on some random website about wrestling and someone has posted up that it's linked all of our um podcasts uh, it's like the daily smart that's what it's called yeah, the daily, daily smart thank so, you for the daily smart <laughs> big up the daily smart so we're also on there we you know um podbean as well is our main uh, hub where we are so 
We're on every single podcast thing imaginable. And it's really annoying. Like I like to list all the different ones, but my missus was listening to a podcast in the car the other day and uh, there was adverts in between for all these different podcasts. And it was like all the Americans. And there's like a new thing. It's like, catch us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's like, oh, no, man, man, we're going to list them. We're going we're gonna to list them. Um, so... Yes, that is where we need that traffic going. We're getting a nice little following here on YouTube. Our episodes are getting nice amounts of hits. We've put out, this is episode 18. So we're still grinding them out. And our episodes are fucking epic, man. We don't, you know, we do we a good hour, 45 minutes to two hours on a show. Um, you know, we may be doing some other different format stuff coming up in the future. It's probably going to happen fairly soon. Uh, but yeah, we, we just want people listening. We want people to enjoy it. And that is where you can find us. And I will just remind you on YouTube right now, if you like it, like it. If you love it, subscribe. It's free. It's free, you punk bitches. It's free. You know what I mean? Touch the bell. Not that side, that side. Touch the bell. Subscribe. It's free. It don't cost no money, no dinero, no spondoolie. It's absolutely free. And you will be entered. We're still not a 500 yet, so we ain't doing a giveaway yet. We're like but bloody six. I will, sneak, I will sneak peek a part of one giveaway right now. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it because the... Uh... Oh, man's giving away the superheroes of wrestling VHS. Superheroes VHS. It is being covered by the uh, the background. The background, but put it in front of your chest and stand up, and they'll be able to see it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that is that is going to be part of the giveaway. We've got bare shit to give away. Loads of stuff. You know what I mean? And stuff. Let me just give you right. I'll tell you what. Let me just show you another thing that's going to be in the giveaway before we get into it. These I'm going to mention and bring out later on. WWF. Six by four stickers. They're the size of photographs. Okay. That's a shiny Tristratus, god damn it. You know what I'm saying? A shiny Tristratus. Who plays foil. a very who plays a very big part in this show today? Do you know what I'm saying? Let's not let's not forget that we have got so much stuff to give away, and we want to give it to you, our loyal fans, our our grappolites. You know what I mean? Oh hell yeah. So, um, <laughs> we want to give it to the to the grappolites. Just just quickly touching back on this uh, on the parking lot brawl or street fight, oh, yes. you want to call it from AW Dynamite, Santana and Ortiz from the Inner Circle, who I do like. I like the Inner Circle. I think they're hilarious. Against best friends, who meh. Um, poor old Dave said that this match was, you know, according to his star rating, which is comical at best said that this match was technically, you know, in his way, better than Sting Flair from the first clash, Taker, Shawn Michaels from those WrestleManias. This one hurt me. Brett and Owen at WrestleMania 10. Are you fucking mad? Yeah, he's fucking mad. And he's mad. Too. Like, he's saying it's better than all of that. Like, I can't have it. It he's was fine. a good match, right? So, it was all right. It's, it, you know... It was a good match. All right, fine. Great. Brilliant. Yeah. Don't even be putting it up there with Taker Michaels. Don't be putting it up there with Brett Owen. Like, completely different situations, yeah. um, completely different matches. Um, and even I said, jokingly, to uh, Jordan, it weren't even as good as fucking 
gold dust versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. The original cinematic street fight, yeah. The original street fight with the gold, like, limo or whatever it was and the white Bronco, you know? That's a bloody parking lot brought back, back, what was it called? A backlot brawl, wasn't it? A backlot brawl, Hollywood backlot brawl. Hollywood backlot brawl, you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Love a bit of that. It was reported that Melina was returning to the WWE. She squashed that herself online. She said it's not happening. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing Melina back. You know, I was a fan back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was done and dusted. Clash of Champions was last night for us um, on Sunday. Today is Monday. I'm only going to cover a couple of bits because they were noteworthy. Uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso... Had a, had a terrific match, to be honest. It was, and it was a story worth telling. That's how I put it. It was a terrific storyline with a real, you know, real go of it. You know, family against family. You know, we've been through this before with Brett and Owen and all that, but this was, and even Jeff and Matt to a point. And yeah, really good stuff. I, in my own brain, had a bit of a fantasy booking moment, and which did lead to. Uh, Roman getting his shot at Dwayne. If you want to see it, you can check it out. I did post it on on Twitter at Chat Grapple Pops. It, yeah, it's a. It was just out of my own mind. It was something that came to me, and it felt pretty good. Some people didn't like it, but that's that's up to uh, them. You know, that's fine. We'll leave them to their own fantasy booking. Uh, the ladder match I've got here was fun and daft at the same time, because. He puts a, puts the handcuffs through Jeff Hardy's earlobe, um, Sami Zayn. And that could have been extremely dangerous, Jordan. You know yeah. that could have ripped his bloody um, ear off. A little point on Sami Zayn. He looks like the king of you know lockdown with that beard and homeless look. It was really good. It looked like he'd really like stuck himself indoors for six months. <laughs> and Drew McIntyre having help from some old timers to beat Randy Orton didn't work for me. It made him look a bit silly, but what do I know? Oh, spoiler alert, by the way, spoiler alert. Oh, people would have seen it by now. <laughs> hell, they're, they're, hell, they're still, they're talking about Raw, but at this point, you know, or, or Dynamite for the AEW fans, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's our, you know, pointless news for the week. And we are going to head to Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington. Yes, we are. Because and we, we are at Chris's favourite WrestleMania. Yes, we are. This is my favourite WrestleMania um, for lots of different reasons. It is an absolutely stacked card of of, of kind of, of, of your dream matches, really. You know, it is yeah. it's, it's absolutely stacked, man. Um you, you can't really do better than this. I mean, a lot of people will argue WrestleMania 17 or whatever, or WrestleMania 3 or whatever, but um, I don't care about your goddamn opinions. This is the best WrestleMania ever. Um, we, will, I mean, <laughs> we, will, we will have a difference of opinion on this because I think there are two WrestleManias. I mean, one personally is probably not anyone's favourite at all, but uh, WrestleMania 8 is one of my personal favourites. And then there's WrestleMania 24, which, you know, works for me every time. Yeah, I mean, it's because, because the young JB was sitting in Orlando watching it live. That's right. I mean, and, and I, I also, I, I, I try and stay away from saying this is my favorite WrestleMania because 
there are other WrestleMania moments that are just fantastic. And don't get me wrong, I love WrestleMania 11. You know, everyone hated WrestleMania 11, but for me, it you know, wrestle, you know, I've got three top three WrestleManias, and this is it. But this is the one that I that I watch more, you know, more regularly than than other ones, you know, and just because the card was so so uh, so stacked. Um, shout out to my boy uh, Shane as well, who this is his favorite WrestleMania. And I've got to give him a shout out on this one because he always backs me up on this when we have discussions about it. And he always says without a fail, WrestleMania 19 is the best WrestleMania. So big up yourself, Shane, as well. Hope you're listening to this. Mention WrestleMania 11. If you want to listen to what we thought about WrestleMania 11, check check our library, check our archives. You know, we do have an episode on that, which, you know, touches on some really good stuff, including Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor and 100%. 100%. Yeah. One, of the, one of the best WrestleManias as well, WrestleMania 11. We, as you say, we've covered it. It's in our archives. That's right. But we are we are at Safeco Field. It is, it's 54,097 people. That's quite large. You know, it's just, just before they started doing stadium stuff. You know, they do the Garden the next year at 20. They do LA 21. And then they start to bigger arenas because they know they can sell them out. Now, this is a good one. 560,000 pay-per-view buys over half a million and this was considered low yeah so i wonder what people think when other companies get a hundred thousand and shout it from the rooftops let's not go down that road again yeah we we go (laughs) down this road every week (laughs) let's let's just pull the hit the brakes and let's just pull roll back because on heat which was shocking. Kane and RVD took on the tag team champions, Chief Morley, or Val Venus, whatever you want to call him, and Lance Storm. And mm-hmm. Chief Morley and Storm got the win with the help of the Dudley boys. Yes. Now, this is Kane and RVD on a pre-show. Not Kane. Kane's a main card guy. And RVD's a main card guy. Let's not get that twisted. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the Dudley boys at this point were were, were really, you know, main yeah. main card guys. Absolutely. Um, John Cena cuts a promo on cardboard cutouts of Jay Z and Fabulous. Anyone remember him? Uh, well, so, you know, you know why? Because Fabulous was actually supposed to be at the yeah, event. This is what it is. They, they, you know, if he says he cuts the promos and raps on them for not wanting to battle him, but the truth was, I think Jay Z wanted way too much money, and Fabulous. Couldn't make. He got, he got in trouble. He was in jail. He got arrested. I he was got trying, arrested. To, trying to stay away from that, but uh, no, no, he got arrested. He couldn't show up, so they had seen a wrapping at um, the cardboard cutouts. Yes, they did. Um, America the Beautiful, song by Ashanti, another you know early two thousands sort of R and B. I guess it's classic now, is it? See, my days are cold without you. <laughs> that was one of hers, wasn't it? R&B bangers, yeah. Like, that's a... R&B bangers from the early 2000s, mate. Ashanti and Ja Rule came with some bangers, man. Mm-hmm. Always on time. Full... Yeah, man. Bangers, mate. Big up Ashanti. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> we got... I really... I loved the opening video to this. Absolutely loved it. Um, the superstars talking about what it means to them, be it WrestleMania. You know, all the big-time players have got a line in this. And yeah, and but the network changed the music from it because that's where I was watching it on the network, and I thought, oh, 
Wait, they just changed the background music for some reason. No idea. Oh, yeah, I was watching the uh, DVD release. It this one that you can see in the background here. Double DVD as well. And it was a bloody long event. It's like four four hours long. Uh, um, got, on, the, on the network, it was three, 40, three hours, 47 minutes. But yeah, they've yeah. cut bits because from what I can remember of the show itself, and I do have on DVD, they've cut out the promos that involve Goldberg. Oh, right. No, that was on the DVD because they they had it on the event and it said he was going to be there at Backlash. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they um, cut those out. Um, our main song for the evening, our opening song, Crack Addict by Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a funny song. Because um, it's talking about cracking heads, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we have two... Uh, we have two our split commentary team to the evening, JR and The King on Raw, for Raw matches and Michael Cole and Taz for SmackDown. I forgot how much fun Taz was. On Wicked humongous, bruv. Wicked humongous. And, I mean, this, this opening match was really good. Like, it's Rey Mysterio taking on the Cruiserweight champion, Matt Hardy, version one, um, <laughs> with, uh, with Shannon Moore, his, uh, his good friend. And, it's a, it's a cracker of a match. I just felt it should have gone gone a bit longer. Yeah, it could have gone on a bit longer. It was a great match. It started really quick. Um, I've actually got uh, the figure of uh, Rey Mysterio in his purple WrestleMania get-up that he was, he was wearing here. Though, wasn't it? Yeah, I've, I've got that figure. Um, Matt Hardy, version one with Shannon Moore. Great... great um, you know, hill hill kind of team. Uh, Matt, obviously, the cruiserweight champion, started off really quick. But one thing I did notice as well with this WrestleMania, and it it went it went on through the whole event, but it was more it was more apparent during this first match. The way that they edited it and the production of it, it was constantly cutting the shots of where it where they were filming from. So. Uh, Jerry Lawler makes a, a point about this later on in the show, and it is—I get the feeling that it's a—it's a knock to Kevin Dunn, who is the man who uh, was once famously told to shut the fuck up and was going to get battered by Jim Cornette, called him Bucky yeah. the Teeth or something. Yeah, and then he ended up crying. <laughs> yeah. um, he's the guy in charge. He's doing all these camera cuts, and it, yeah, it, it eventually pisses off Jerry Lawler. It was, Annoying me a little bit. It's not like the double and it triple was annoying. But that WCW would give us, but yeah, lots of camera cuts, and it was like Jesus. It, it got annoying yeah. where yeah, where where they weren't even leaving it in in one point where during one move they were they weren't even letting one move go before they were cutting to another angle and that, and it was it was slightly annoying. I mean, unlike um, WCW in the early nineties, they weren't missing any you know, three counts or any finishes or anything like that. But in this first match, the cuts were ridiculous. The weight, the speed it was moving. Good job I weren't epileptic, mate, I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I said, it's a good match. You know, corkscrew plancher from Ray. Shannon Moore gets involved as much as he can. And I've got to say, this is a short match, though, and the finishing sequence is bloody excellent it's you know lots of you know twists and turns and stuff and then Matt Hardy does what any good heel does 
and he uh, uses the ropes to get the win. Hold, uh, yeah, holds, holds, yeah, uses the bottom yeah. rope, holds up. It's brilliant, and I really, I really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know what, this could, this, this is an excellent start. But Rey Mysterio was known for starting these pay per views off really well. He did it at SummerSlam uh, in two thousand two, which is you know less than a year before Mysterio. He goes on Mysterio starts a lot. Yes, a lot of them, dude. He, he started he, even up to the end. He was a lot of the time the starting match. Yeah. And yeah, it was it's the same in WCW. He's the, he's the opener, and it's it's damn good. It's you know. Shout out to Ray on that. Um, the cat Miller like cat fight girls have arrived. Can we skip this over because it's pretty pointless? Some of these skits. Um, <laughs> no. No, no, stop. <laughs> stop it, goddammit. We're not. Because no, no, the pure the pure awkwardness and cheesiness of it just is very, very funny. Where you've got McMahon Hogan, Stone oh, Cold yeah. The Rock. You know, it was just no, we're not stop, we're not skipping it. Yeah, they've arrived. Um yeah. and you're not letting me move on. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we then get an announcement that uh, it's time for uh, WWE's favourite band, Limp Biscuit, who perform one of it's one of the best songs that they've ever put on. Really, I think it's rolling. And Fred Durst, God love him, is performing, singing away, and he's flipping off fans in the in the you know on the way to the ring. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Huh? Yeah. Do you know what annoys me? There's there's a point in this later on during the uh, Shawn Michaels Jericho match where they cut out Jericho flipping Shawn Michaels on the night they had it in there, but they cut it off the DVD. But there's so many flip fingers: Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Fred Durst. Like there's loads of them, got loads of them happening, um, and they cut out that one, which is a bit disappointing. But yeah, we've got. Um, is this... It's strange what they've cut out and what they've left. It's quite weird. Like it is weird, yeah, because Fred Durst, um, before he starts singing though, and Limp Biscuit come in, don't they show you about what happened to Nathan Jones during he? Yes, that's right. They do show the attack on Nathan Jones, who was meant to be the Undertaker's partner in this, um, the big Australian, you know, film. He's an actor and convict as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I've got I've got a story about this as well. Yeah, let's have it. The story about this is it was supposed to be obviously Nathan Jones and The Undertaker, but they tried to train Nathan Jones up to a certain level, but he was just fucking shit. He was just really, really, really bad. And they just couldn't work a match with him. He just couldn't do anything. So what they decided was that they would somehow take him out at the beginning. So you had... One of my favourite guys, Little Guido from the Full-Blooded Italians, <laughs> uh, or Nunzio, was it Nunzio? Nunzio, yeah, Nunzio. Nunzio. But he was called Little Guido in FBI, wasn't he? Yeah. In, in ECW. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they he tempted Nathan Jones into a room and then he ended up getting battered by um, A-Train and all, all that. Uh, so he was... There's a picture of him. It's so stupid. There was a video footage cuts to Nathan Jones lying down with like a chair just on his head. It looked like he was planking. Do you remember when everyone was planking? Oh, it, geez, looked, yeah. it looked like he was planking just lying there. And he's been taken out. But they had to do that. And and you, as we get 
later on in the match, you'll see what involvement he does have. But basically, they did that to limit his involvement in the match because he was just so, so bad. Yes. I mean, it's not his fault. He wasn't completely ready for it. He was a big guy. They wanted him out on TV straight away. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. That's I mean, he, cool. was, he, he was, was out there. Huge, he was huge as well. He was massive. Yeah. Um, Ico probably, Pro territory. Probably third place, yeah, in the Ico Pro Awards this week. Yeah, there's a few, few winners. I, I think have, we've probably got a group. Um, I, I did pick a winner out. I, I, I hope you'll agree when I when we get to it. Um, but yeah, the Ico Pro Award is up for grabs this week, and there's a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of candidates. This yeah. is a massive entrance for The Undertaker. I really liked it. Oh, it was, it was epic. It's an epic the, entrance, you know. The badass, he's, you know, big, evil. You know, he's, yeah, brilliant. Really good. They, they, mention, um, they mention the military quite a bit in this show and yeah. Iraq. Um, and I think they mentioned that Undertaker's nephew was out in Iraq and he was dedicating this match to him. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I didn't see that. I don't think I heard that bit, but... So, and it is, it's, it's The Undertaker and uh, against The Big Show and A-Train, or Albert, if you will. Um, it's... it's uh, a, uh, sorry, also... Sorry, man. Quickly, Fred Durst gets a cheap pop-in as well. Yes, he does. I Seattle! Yes. Fred <laughs> he gets a cheap pop. Cheap pop in. Good lad. Yeah. You know, because that's what this show's all about. We do love it's a cheap what, pop here. Gotta love a cheap pop. And, yeah. It's, uh... A-Train's got, you know, a big, big chance here. He's in with The Undertaker and Big Show. And this one, this one I liked. Undertaker get, does a leapfrog. Like this, yeah. this is a different Undertaker. Oh, the Dead Man Inc. was, you know, he was doing, he was an MMA fan. Um, yeah. They mentioned um, Ortiz, the um, yeah, UFC fighter. Yeah, he's in the crowd. Um, but yeah, this is a different Undertaker, and um, he works his ass off in this match. He really does. And um, you know, let's not forget. I mean, Big Show, aka the Giant had been wrestling this point for, for over 10 years. You know, he was in WCW in 93, 94, right? Uh, 95, he turns up. Was it 95? All yeah. right. Oh, of course it was when Hogan was around the Dungeon of Doom and that, weren't it? Yeah, so 95, say. So, I mean, he'd, he'd been wrestling for, um, for a good few years before this. But also um, A-Train, Albert, he's absolutely huge in Japan. He was called the Giant Bernard. Giant Bernard, yeah, big one. Yeah, in Japan. Um, no hate there, because he he really did. Yeah, uh, yeah, he really pushed himself in Japan. He did eventually come back to the WWE, Lord Tensai or whatever it was, and it didn't work That's right. out. I've got his I've got his Sunday Sunday night heat figure up there. And if you can am see. I right in saying he's a head trainer at um, NXT? What um, a train? Yeah, does that possibly, sound right? mate? Yeah, possibly sounds. Legit. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Bloom is the head trainer in uh, in NXT, and he uh, obviously is doing really well. NXT, yeah, it's big time in NXT doing doing yeah. bits and pieces. Doing bits, bruv, and, as uh, we say in the UK. Hell yeah! Um, I've got here Undertaker's in fantastic shape. You know he 
he got mocked a little bit for his uh, his shape when he was uh, WrestleMania 17. Someone had a sign saying Undertaker is fat, and he took it really personally. And he's he's in ridiculous shape. And yeah, especially like leapfrogging, doing his old school, doing all that stuff. The match itself, a little bit disjointed, but it's you know you, you're not taking your eyes off it. You're still enjoying it. It was good the psychology's there because you know yeah. Taker gets his spots in, but also he sells in this as well. So he's not. This is what I enjoyed about the the character progressing a bit, where the Undertaker could actually work more. You know, where you've got two big guys in the big show and and A Train beating the crap out of you. You're going to be on the floor and you're going to be selling. You're going to be taking the beatings. You, get, you know, and it was few, it was good. Get a few like mentions of the streak as well. The streak is still going. Um, yep. This week has never been in more in more jeopardy than this with a handicap match. But Nathan Jones does arrive. He comes comes down there. He's you know you can see how jacked he is. He is definitely, like I said, for me he's third place. You might have other opinions on it, but he wipes out both guys. Uh, he, he wipes out a Big Show with a spinning kick and it's a big boot on A Train. And there's a tombstone for the win now. Am I remembering correctly, but does the tombstone go a little bit wrong to begin with? Um, a, a little bit. Um, and this is your man's uh, son refereeing. This is uh, Brian Hebner yeah, it's, refereeing. It's, it's this. Hebner, but it's not... Uh, it's not the jackass Hebner that you yeah. like. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I think we missed like a, a bicycle kick as well. Or from A-Train. Yeah, really nice bicycle kick. Um, so yeah, Jones turns up um, and gives uh, a, some spinning kick to a Big Show, and then gets in the ring. And yeah, the the tombstone it does go a little bit wrong, but A Train's a fucking big lump, you know what I mean? So I think it was just initially getting him up. Yeah, um, like I said, it is a it's it's a good match. There's nothing. But he didn't. There's it, nothing. Yeah. So. But he didn't kayfabe it and lie in the ring afterwards saying that he's broke his neck like Hogan did. <laughs> From Survivor Series 90. From Survivor Series, the greatest challenge. Check the check the library, guys. Check the archive. You know, check our odd vids. We do talk about that one as well, where Hogan, Hogan yeah, tells the neck injury, telling, his, telling Vince to call his family and all this nonsense. It's <laughs> fucking great, yeah? Because Undertaker does a shoot interview where he talks about it specifically. And he says, like, Dude, I never touched you in that. And he's like, no, no. What happened was actually, because everyone was ribbing the taker going, dude, we've seen the video. Like, he didn't land on his head at all. And then he he watched the video and was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Hogan was like, yeah, no, you jarred. You jarred me because you held me so tight or something like that. And he was like, fuck you, man. Absolute nonsense. (laughs) What a cunt. Sorry. We move on because it's the it's a, it's a catfight, girls, and they bump into Stacey Keever and Tori Wilson, and they're chatting about something. Again, I shut down when this comes on because I just knew I remember how bad it was. It was um, proper. It's proper cheesy where they're talking about um, Stacey. They go, "Oh, Stacey, yeah, we loved your ad campaign. We love testicles." Oh yeah, that was with Test, wasn't it? Yeah. That, yeah, the testicles. They're like, "Oh, we love testicles," and it's like, "Yeah, I bet you do love." Um, but they were talking <laughs> because Tori, <laughs> Tori had just come off. They're standing there reading Playboy magazine. Playboy. 
um, shoot, yeah, she does that. Yeah. Of WrestleMania, it was the thing back then for in, for our younger listeners. Um, one of the There's... divas would do a Playboy shoot every like round about WrestleMania time. Started with China, no Sable, sorry, Sable did it. Sa- first. Sable, Sable did it. China did it. Tory did it. Load of them, and they get their Jack and yeah. Dannys out as Mar- well. Like yeah, you know. did it as well. Mar- yep, that's right, Jack and Danny. Sorry, our American <laughs> viewers won't know what Jack and Danny means, but it's Cockney rhyming slang for a lady's private area. Yeah, um, um, Uncle Uncle Jerry loves it, and Uncle Uncle Jerry, Jerry he gets. He gets called that as well. He goes, oh, would you, yes. JR says, would you get her to call you Uncle Jerry? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, women's title matches up next, thank God. Um, and now for people that talk about, you know, giving, you know, the women's wrestling a chance and all that, this match was given a chance. It was great. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this match because you've got three of my favourite women wrestlers in this Very match good. as well. Jazz. Love them. All three Jazz. of them. Yeah, it's Jazz and uh, it's triple threat. It's Jazz, Trish Stratus taking and uh, Victoria, who is the champion. Uh, Victoria's with Stevie Richards for some reason. My man. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> Uncle Jerry is back in there talking about Trish and stuff. And um, yeah, it gets a little old hat, doesn't it, after a while? Yes. But Jazz is jacked. She almost, she almost won the ICO Pro Award. I was going to say, it's in my notes here. Jazz, brackets, ICO Pro. She's almost. jacked, dude. She is, she is jacked, yeah. It's really, you know, and Victoria playing crazy. Yeah. Like, if, I know Alexa Bliss is doing it quite well with the whole the Fiend and Bray Wyatt thing on SmackDown right now. But yeah. if she needs any pointers, she just needs to look at what Victoria was doing in 2003. It is... It is brilliant. I really, Good, really enjoyed it. She was all the twitching and stuff. It the was, mannerisms, grabbing her head and that, and looking yeah. around and like really good. Brilliant, man. Great like, stuff. Really JR gets a little crack in at, at Jerry saying, "I thought you were done with blondes because uh, I think the cat or Stacy, whatever her name was, had yeah um, divorced him." <laughs> Stevie does get involved um, eventually. He's uh, he was always going to. But he was also going to get decked. Stevie was fodder here, wasn't he? It. I mean, Stevie is one. Stevie Richards is one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, and and people will think that's a little bit strange uh, to mention. You know, Stevie Richards as one of the greats, but I. It, it's just his persona. It's just he's got that. You know, je ne sais quoi. He is just like he's just. I love to watch him. Um, very, very charismatic. Um, he was playing a kind of mental character as well in in in, in at this time. Crazy uh, wearing the shorts like Mr. Ass, the bright pink shorts as well. They were very bright, yeah. Yeah, it's great. But I mean, there were some great moves in this match. You've got three greats of women's wrestling. Um, Victoria did this amazing flip over leg drop. Um, yeah. it was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, there's a bridge pin from Trish Stratus as well, which is just absolutely fantastic. Um, there, there's another bit where King loses his mind, where there's like a roll up and then Victoria gets her pants pulled down a little bit and you can see a bit of her crack and he almost loses the fucking plot. Um, uh, Victoria's moonsault, loved it. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely good stuff. But yeah, Stevie cracks himself with a chair. He goes to hit someone, hits the ropes, and it cracks him in the face. That's just fantastic. 
Um, he ends up getting uh, the satisfaction put on him. Like I said, he was um, always going to be fodder in this. Um, and Trish wins it with a with a kick. It's, it's a pretty standard kick. But I was hope I was hoping Victoria would keep the title on this one though as well because I thought she she'd done well with it. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I I honestly cannot remember the story going in. Like it was it's two thousand three. I was what you know probably watching it and doing all sorts of other things. I was in my teen years. I think I was like fifteen at the time, sixteen. Victoria had um, a good run in uh, TNA as well, may yes. I just add. Um, really good. But she was, was she Victoria in TNA? Uh, I think she, oh, but what did she, I think she had a, a spider or was that in WWE as well? She had the spider. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm gone, I'm lost. But, um, she actually she came down with like a spider. Um, yeah, I think she I think she was Victoria, still in TNA. Um, yeah, Lisa Marie Vaughn, isn't it? Vaughn. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she was no Tara. That's what she was. Tara, okay, yeah. Tara. Um, and yeah, I think she had a spider, a fucking tarantula. She used to bring down in a little, in a little tub. See, guys, this is new to me because I don't, I didn't watch any TNA. Like I said, I may have watched one or two pay per views. So when Chris talks about TNA, sometimes I roll my eyes, sometimes I don't because I genuinely want to hear about this. So yeah, you know, here's, some, here's another TNA lesson for JB. There you go, man. Like I say, <laughs> I, I mean TNA. We will cover it at some point, but um. Yeah, it'll have to be a good one. But like I say... 2004, the one I have on VHS, so... Good, man. That's something we can can talk about later on. And there's a lot of guys... There's a lot of guys on this pay-per-view that ended up in TNA after a little while, you know? You had... um, And not not far after this, you had Booker T, you had um, Kurt Angle, Angle, you had, you know, Tara Victoria would end up there, Matt Hardy would end up in TNA... You know, some, some big names they had there, man. We've got the coach with The Rock. And um, The Rock here is, you know, he's playing heel. He doesn't care about the people. But it's a great story because he's saying that beating Stone Cold Steve Austin consumes him at WrestleMania. Because he's 0-2 oh, he's at WrestleMania with, with Austin. He needs this. He really needs it. He really wants it. And... Oh, it was decent. Good promo where he's not playing the rock. He's not doing the catchphrases. He's not, you know, he's not pandering. It it means a lot because at this point, Rock had done everything that there was to do. Absolutely. He'd already, he'd left, he'd gone to Hollywood, he'd done the Scorpion King, he'd done this, he'd done that. Um, and he's there. And I'm not being funny. The Rock was fucking jacked here as well, dude. You see the size in this promo. You see the size of his arms, absolutely huge. But he's not as jacked as he is now. No, no. But <laughs> ripping security gates down, or whatever I saw online. Like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, Easy, Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I, it's an amazing promo, like telling a great story. That, I like the line that he says: "Nobody cares about Act One and Two; they only care about Act Three. I thought, yeah, yeah, this will be good. Yeah, see, I call this the Act Act Three promo yeah. because it is classic heel 
um, rock. But it, 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 that's why I call it the act free promo, because he talks about it's that Hollywood link again. He's like, yeah, being in Hollywood's taught me one thing. No one cares about act one and act two. It's all about act three. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll do more about this later on in the thing. But this would match with Austin that they're talking about would become Austin's retirement match. This, uh, I mean, I'm mean, sure we'll get into this later on, but. This WrestleMania is full of excellent storytelling. Brilliant. Yeah. That's why it's one of the best, man. Like, and I was noticing this as I was going back and like, you know, we'll see, I'm watching it again. And like, I'm like, some of these, I'm remembering stuff and some of the storytelling is just fantastic. The build up, the build ups for this WrestleMania was absolutely fantastic. The build up, although it wasn't that long, a build up for Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho mm-hmm. it was one of the greatest build ups to a WrestleMania. Um, Hulk Hogan McMahon was a good build up. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was it was really good. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, it it was just good. But it was just good. <laughs> we've got a lot. We've got way more good stuff to go through here. Like. Tag team titles are up next. It's a it's a triple threat. It's the SmackDown tag team titles, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, because the Raw ones were done on heat for whatever reason. It's yeah. Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo. Now this this does me every time. Like it's Eddie and Chavo taking on Chris Benoit and Rhino. Uh, I'm sure Rhino would have was like a bit of a substitution. It was meant to be Edge. Yeah, he would also well, show up. He in... meant to be teaming up and he got injured. And they're taking on Team Angle, who are the champions. It is Charlie Haas and Sean Benjamin. Now, this has got so many like side bits to it. I don't want to go too far deep into it because I could be here all night talking about this sort of thing. But Ben Warren Eddie would be headlining WrestleMania next, the next year. You know, Sean Benjamin's still on WWE TV now. Uh, in the Hurt Business or whatever they're called, I think it's the Hurt Business it, with MVP and Lashley and yeah, Alexander. Like, and you know, Chavo is you know, Chavo's terrific in the ring. Rhino is in fantastic shape. Yeah, he does. He gets. He goes up and down a little sometimes. And obviously, yeah, Team Angle, two young younger guys who were who clearly had it. They were excellent. Yeah, it's a really good match. Again, like I can't. I can't dig it out for anything. No, um, I mean, uh, Chris Benoit would possibly be one of the runners-up for the Ico Pro Award. Um, he was pretty, I just hate to say, he's pretty Eddie, jacked. Eddie, Eddie too. Eddie's, yeah, but not not as much, I think. Um, he was he was always a big, he always had the big traps and the big, you yeah. know, wings. But um, his chest was a bit flatter in that. It wasn't as, as toned and ripped as Benoit was. But yeah, re- really good match, man. Um, they talk about the surgically repaired neck of Chris Benoit. Yeah, they, they make it a good good part of the story. Because um, the last WrestleMania, he was sat there in a neck brace or something. Yes, he was. He wasn't on the last WrestleMania show, which was what WrestleMania 18 in Toronto, Canada, in his home country. So that must have... That's right. Him a little bit. Um, Benoit's chops, feisty as ever. I've got that written down here as well. Benoit chops on Eddie. Yeah. Um, Two good friends just laying in like it's. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Um, there's an Eddie chant. I know the Guerreros are playing heel, but there's an Eddie chant, and I'm like, it, it's it almost brings you down a little bit. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's great as well because Eddie does this fantastic splash on Shelton Benjamin while he's covering Chris Benoit. So he's covering and he gets a two count and then Eddie just does the blooming frog splash on top of both of them. And it's, yeah, it's great. Um, people, now this was fun. This one was fun. I like this. Uh, people counting Benoit suplexes. Now this is long before suplex, suplex City ever turned up. Yeah. Benoit with those German suplexes, you know, Kurt Angle would also do it. I get, I'm going to talk about Benoit and Angle later on when Angle takes on uh, Brock Lesnar, but, you know, it is suplex city because Benoit knew what he was, you know, some great suplexes. Oh, great, great stuff. And you might think we, you know, talk a little bit too much about Benoit and after what he did and stuff, but in the ring, this is, this is, this is how we talk about Chris Benoit. Yeah, and it's not like we. No, it's not. It's not like we wipe. You know, fucking wiping the slate clean or anything. We, you know, we 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 still, you know, talk about it. Uh, you know, his the character Chris Benoit in the ring and what he could do in the ring. But it's not like we're giving him a pass on what happened. We're just talking about the pay per view, um, and talking about what he was like in the ring at this time. And you know, he was fucking. He was on. Um. Yeah, Shelton, uh, Shelton Benjamin gets the pin. He uh, pins Chavo after a gore from Rhino. Um, and I think There's two uh, big gores. Yeah, two someone, really big someone gores. pulls Rhino out. I think it, can't remember who it was. Eddie. Might yeah. It was Eddie, yeah. Um, I, I, again, like another match, like I know this show's long, but I would have preferred if this had more time. Yeah, it was, it was good, um, but it still told the story of that they were talking about the three eyes. Yeah, about Team Angle, the intelligence of Shelton Benjamin. You know, Chavo gets gored. Um, Eddie drags the per- and Shelton Benjamin's the legal yeah. man. He gets the Steals pin. He gets. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's what even Kurt Angle, like, dude. We, we're going to talk about Kurt Angle later on, but he's just done a Broken Skull Ranch thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I watched it yesterday. It is fantastic, and he talks about how he built up his character of. You know, he thought that he was going to be built up as a face. Um, and But Vince was building him up for a hill, he said, because he tried it with The Rock, this super uber face thing, and the crowd turned on him. So yeah. he knew what was going to happen when he did it with, and he did it on purpose with Angle. Like, you know, Angle kept getting the wins, though, and he was keep getting the heat, and he was just saying, look, I'm smart. It's my intelligence, bro. It's the three eyes. My integrity, intelligence, you know, it's it's... And that's what Team Angle was. Team Angle was, it was those bloody hills that everyone hated because they were so cocky, but they were bloody good. Yeah. And you couldn't fault their in-ring ability. They were bloody good. And uh, yeah, Shelton was a, he was a training partner of Brock Lesnar, wasn't he? Or even a coach, I think. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was. Very good friends, yeah. Yeah, they they were all like Greco-Roman guys, you know, they were all. Uh, wrestlers, not we wrestlers. Get another, we get another segment with uh, Chris's favourite Miller-like catfight girls. <laughs> Tori Wilson you know, and Stacey again. They're arguing. <laughs> they're arguing over Hogan and Vince, and they're going to the ring. They're going to settle this shit in the ring um, or the bed. Yeah. yeah. I've got here as a question: uh, Who cares, man? Like, I mean, apart from Uncle Jerry, who is Uncle? Yeah, but King is absolutely yeah. when they cut from that promo. King is absolutely like wide-eyed, like he's absolutely wired, like Uncle Jerry. 
Yeah, and we call him Uncle Jerry in in, a, in an absolutely derogatory way because it's a dirty old man. Thing. <laughs> yeah, in an absolutely derogatory, hundred percent derogatory fashion. Next up it is a, it is the promo vids video that showed us. <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I'm under the weather. Sorry, um, it's the it's the build up to Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels, and this I'm going to say this like this is brilliant. Amazing. Y2J, Chris Jericho as the as the jealous rival, like is so good. Like he plays it perfectly. Um and yeah, like it's 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 a brilliant video showing the build-up, which was really good. Jericho explained that he wanted to be the next Shawn Michaels, and now he didn't. He wanted to be Chris Jericho. He I mean he was already an undisputed champion, he didn't have anything to prove really, but in in this in this way this the, the way it was written he was you know he was jealous insanely jealous of Shawn Michaels coming back and winning championships and being HBK and I thought I'm, I was totally into this and he's taking on you know the showstopper Mr WrestleMania and I mean Shawn Shawn is shown he's the he's the showstopper during his fucking entrance. That oh, it's he's yeah. dancing. He's giving it everything. I mean, he takes he takes the myth a little bit, and he like he hunches over when he gets in the ring to like pretend he's blown up. But oh man, Sean can go here. Like oh, dude, it's I mean the the build up for this match over the weeks previous to this, even from the Royal Rumble, what they did at the Royal Rumble, even before that, where basically Sean said to him, look. You've done this, you're this, you're undisputed champion, blah, 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 blah. You've done this, this, and this. But the only time you will be respected from the boys is if you go into Royal Rumble as number one and you get through and you win it and then you get to WrestleMania and you get you you win the championship at WrestleMania. So he's, he's getting in his head and, and then Jericho says, all right, well, you know, he has to do some gauntlet match to pick what number, and he ends up beat, winning the gauntlet match on Raw or, or wherever. And at this time, Shawn Michaels was he was he was on a part-time contract. So at this time as well, you still had Christian and Jericho yeah. having a bit of a feud with Test, I think, or someone else. Yeah, so my, at the time, my memories and some, like a bit sketchy around them. So yeah, he was still feuding with other people at the time, but they were they were doing this thing. So Jericho wins, he gets to pick his number, and Shawn Michaels is number one in the Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. So he says, right, I'll be number two. And if people remember the 2003 Royal Rumble, obviously Brock Lesnar wins it. Yeah. But the whole setup, it was like maybe Jericho's going to win it or whatever, or maybe Shawn Michaels is going to win it because th- this was kind of like a predominant story. This is this is back when anyone could win a Royal Rumble. This isn't just like you know you're walking into Rumble and expecting Roman to come in and win. Like, right. This is right. Yeah, like and this is this is where there was a lot of big names in there, like pushing to get you know to win that Royal Rumble. This is. This is almost like 92 Royal Rumble style where there's so many big names that could win something. Not, like I said, where you've got two guys that you're pretty sure you know who's going to win. It's true. So yeah. you had you had Michaels and you had Jericho in the Royal Rumble, but uh, 
what happened was Shawn Michaels was in the middle of the ring and then Jericho's music kicks. Because I don't know if people remember the 2003 Rumble, but I remember that I remember. Shit. I remember the championship match beforehand better than the Rumble itself. Great match. Great match. That match, the Angle and Benoit match is one of my favourites. It is a fantastic match. Force. The, two, the 2003 Rumble, I believe I've got it here on, uh, on DVD. I believe I've got it. But yeah, it's what happens in the matches. You've got Shawn Michaels standing there waiting for Jericho to come down. And it's actually Christian in Jericho's hoodie. Yeah, I remember and, this. And Jericho comes up from the bottom of the ring, gives Michaels the low blow and chucks him out. Um, and then Michaels comes back because then people are thinking, oh, Jericho's going to fucking win the Rumble. He's going to win the Rumble. Um, but he doesn't. Obviously, Shawn yeah. Michaels comes in, tip, ends up him getting eliminated. They're brawling out, outside. There's a few other bits and bobs where it happens where Jericho gets another super kick on Raw and there's a few other little bits. and But the build-up for this match was phenomenal. They're showing clips of... Uh, uh, Jericho standing there looking like Shawn Michaels with the dyed blonde hair, the yeah. rockers kind of look, showing moves that he copied and that. And like you're saying, you know, he said, I wanted to be Shawn Michaels, <coughs> but not now. You're a, you're a waste. You're, you're, you're nothing of what you were. You're absolute, you know, I yeah. don't want to be you anymore. Look at you kind of thing. And the, the whole build up was just great. Um. It is, yeah, and I will explain a bit more when we get deeper into the match, but Jerry Lawler is surprised that there's wrestling to start the match. It's good old-fashioned chain wrestling. Oh, it's lovely. Um, yeah. But also another point as well, Shawn Michaels, when he's coming down to the ring, he's got he's got, um, he's got got um, uh, Johnny B. Bad's Bad Blasters, bro. He's got a few Bad Blasters. They don't he's got all a few work. Bad... They don't all work, no. But the thing is, right, can you imagine if that was like 1992 Shawn Michaels? He'd be having a tantrum and them guns weren't working. Yeah, he would have, yeah, he would have been kicking off. He would have been absolutely he furious. But he, he sold it like, you know, he was doing the comedy yeah, thing. And like the last gun, he was like, please work, please work. And that it was, I thought it was fantastic. This is, I mean, Shawn's one of my favourite wrestlers as well. You know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, you know. But Shawn really was... In this match, he was bloody fantastic. Jericho, this is probably one of the matches, you know, do you reckon um, they, they I, would have I'll said... Be, that... I'll be honest with you, this this match is a show stealer. Oh, 100%, dude. By far. Um, it's probably my match of the show. Like, I just, there's so much to love about this. Um, you know, Jericho slaps Sean. I had to, just a note as well, I had to watch this match twice because the first time I watched it, when we I was pre, um, like setting up for this podcast, I didn't make any notes. I just sat there and I watched it. And I thought, oh, shit. I looked at my paper and I was like, I've got no notes. <laughs> I had to like go back and watch it again. I was literally, I watched it and I didn't make any notes at all. That's how good this match was. Um, Jericho goes after Sean's back. Uh, they do have a nice bit of chain wrestling. They get outside the ring and he puts uh, Sean in the walls of Jericho, and he, you know, to really put the emphasis on Sean's back, which is, you know, again, great part of the story. Um, Jericho is shouting at Sean, "I'm better than you. I'm better than you." This is this is like storytelling. Him. Yeah, yeah, storytelling at its finest. Just slowly working on the back, 
trying to get Sean to you know quit or give it, give in, tap out. Um, some of my favorite stuff and some of my favorite stuff that I've seen of Jericho in general um, hits a flying back elbow, does the nip up, and uh, does a Shawn Michaels pose. The crowd love it, and then Sean behind him does this, you know nips up as well. And the fans, yeah, the fans are just totally into this. It's, you know, it's huge pops for both. And, yeah, I, I, this is part of the match that I really enjoyed, like Jericho starting to, you know, mimic Sean and trying to do Sean's moves. It's, like, really perfect for this match and for this setting. And, you know, they're picking up the pace at this point. Things get faster and it's just getting better and better. The Hurricane Rana reversal into the walls of Jericho. Yep. I, I'm again. I almost forgot to put notes. Like you said, I'm sitting there yeah. just enjoying it. Yeah. We'll have that problem with some matches that we watched. You know. It was just good. It, a lot of shows we've watched have had some pretty poor matches in, and we haven't quite enjoyed them. We, and it's easy to take notes, but there's some matches like this one. Where you 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 completely lost, yeah. And that yeah, Hurricane Rana reversal into the walls of Jericho. I was sitting there. I almost started clapping because I just really I'd forgotten what I was doing. Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sean doesn't give up. He's in the walls of Jericho for an age. I'll I'll say that he's in there for a long time, but he doesn't quit. He hits the rope. He manages to get the rope. Um. And then Jericho starts tuning up the band. Hits a sweet chin music again. A bloody good one. Yeah, really good. Fans, fans are totally into this, as am I. Because Jericho, there, there's some there's some Jericho signs in the audience. A few and there are some talks, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's um some uh uh what's what they call them, uh ass uh Ask clowns. Yeah. Ask clown sign. Yeah, ask clown signs. And, you know, it, it's just, it's re- really good. Like, you know, th- this match was just back, forth, back, forth, you know. And uh, they actually, another bit of information about this match, they actually went over time in this match. If they were supposed to go home sooner yes. and they went over time. And what Shawn Michaels actually said when he went out to the back was, when you have a match like that, you can go as long as you fucking like. Yeah. Like he literally just said, like, when you this when is, you this is Mr. You know, WrestleMania stealing another fucking WrestleMania. And it was, but it was not, incredible. I'm, I was never a hundred percent sold on Sean. I never I'm, you know, it's just just me. Like, you know, you, you realise he was a prick in the nineties and all that stuff, and but this is I mean I'll get to my I've got a question for you after this, but you know, why Chris Jericho walks into Sweetie Music, one of those out of nowhere Sweetie Musics. Oh, it was a proper good one. You know, for a for a really close two, is it? I mean, there's a massive pot for the roll up win. Sean does get the win. It, the match is incredible. Everyone's you know, everyone's giving it the the ovation it, it rightly deserves. Chris and Sean have a have a little embrace. You know, I thought. They could have left it there if they wanted to, but I see why they went. Why? 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 Chris hit the uh, hit the low blow. Keep his heat, bro. To keep his heat. Um, Because people started feeling sorry for him. Yeah. And that was because people started thinking they watched this match and they were like, 
fuck me, like big up Chris Jericho. You know, he's a massive prick and people are supposed to hate him, but they watched this match and he was almost crying, you know, at the end of it. It was like absolutely devastating. And people... They obviously say something to each other in the hug because Sean says thank you and stuff like that. And Yeah. Um, here's my question. Does Shawn Michaels have the greatest set of WrestleMania matches? Than, better than anyone else? Wow. Um, to be honest, mate, the answer is probably yes. Because when you when you say when when you talk about the best WrestleMania matches that that have ever been, yeah, you've got to talk. I mean, Shawn Michaels comes up more times than than not. You know, you've got there this, go, this yeah. one. You know, you've got this one. You've got WrestleMania ten versus Razor Ramon ladder match. You've got um, oh, what other one? Um, him versus um, Big Daddy Cool Diesel at WrestleMania 11 was another absolutely fantastic match. Um, God, him versus The Undertaker, um, you know. In the triple you, threat with Triple H and Benoit. God, blimey. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, Like you say, he, he is Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. You've got to say, he, he was... Oh yeah, no. You, I mean, he actually. Yeah. I mean, he has a. He has a. You know, he has the match of all matches with Kurt Angle as well. Oh, um, dude, it's matches. funny. Yeah, it's funny you mention that as well because in uh, the Kurt Angle uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin interview, uh, just before that match happened, Angle says, "Yeah," and we were talking just before the match, and then Sean came up to me and he got right in my face and he said, "I ain't scared of you, you know. I ain't scared of you, you know." And like Kurt was a bit taken aback. He was like, "Right, is he ribbing me? Like, or is he trying to? Have I got a reputation? Like, does he think I'm going to hurt him or something? Have I got a rep for being of hurting people or something? Like, why would he say that? You know what I mean? It was like, I think that was just part of Sean being a prick. But um, they had probably getting psyched for the match. Is like, you know, the chances are in a match that was ready to live up to so many expectations. Because it was the dream match at the time, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, holy shit! Like even Kurt said, he could have had a better match than that as well. They've got a lot to live up to, and because he wasn't fit then, um, Kurt Angle said he wasn't in very good shape, and he said we had a good match, but I could have had better. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we'll get to Kurt Angle because I've got my little shrine of Angle up here um, <laughs> that I will show the viewers. <laughs> At some point, I've got my shrine of Kurt Angle, and for me, he's he's way up there as as one of my guys, man. He is yeah. one of the yeah. phenomenal workers in the business ever. But yes, yeah, Shawn Michaels for WrestleMania moments and matches, you've got to say, yeah, yeah, he's um, up there. Yeah, and I yeah, I just got I've got the question. I well, I like to pose the question to Chris every now and again, and. I personally think that he is, yeah, he's he has the greatest set of WrestleMania matches. There are probably guys that have had one or two decent ones, but have also had some Undertakers four. probably, Undertakers, yeah, up there. Uh, Kurt Angle comes close. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, incredible. I mean, and Jericho plays his part here. It's not a one-man show for for sure. It's, Absolutely not. But yeah, like you say, for WrestleManias throughout the years, if we look at it. Uh, Shawn Michael has got to have had the, the most amount of absolutely phenomenal 
slobber knockers. Yeah. They just tore the roof off. And it was it was more more of a case of God help whoever had to follow this. Because well, it, it was the cat fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see one Grenier goes to see Vince. You know, he's the referee that screwed Hogan at no way out. In <coughs> Montreal. This cough, terrible. Um, yeah, in Montreal. It's another screw job in Montreal. Let's uh well, it's funny actually. The build up the build up to Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels actually turned up at that pay-per-view in Montreal and got booed initially. Like real fucking bad. He got booed, but then he did something and then the crowd got on got on his on his side a little bit. But yeah, initially he was there at that, that pay-per-view in Montreal and he got booed massively, dude. Shawn Michaels getting booed in Montreal. I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is Limp Biscuit, WWE's favorite band, um, performed Crack Addicts, which is the theme song of the show. Um, again, Fred oh. Durst doing Fred Durst things. Sorry, just quickly as well. That after the ref goes into McMahon, McMahon's room, that's when I got the ad for the backlash return of Goldberg. Ah, okay, yeah. And they showed it in the arena as well because all the crowd and the commentary team mentioned it as well. So they showed it on the Titantron. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It, Goldberg does uh, finally get his uh, finally gets bought out of his WCW contract, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, takes a run at. Because Bischoff, Bischoff is in Bischoff is in WWE at this time, ain't he? Uh, that's right. Yeah, Bischoff is also there. He's playing general manager on Raw or something, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is time for the cat fight girls. Um, bed pillow fight thing. Uh, I've got the names of the Catfight Girls. Tanya Ballinger and Kitana Baker. Um, they're about to get started. Stacy comes out, makes it a triple threat. Then Tori comes out, makes it a fatal four-way. Clothes are getting ripped off. Uncle Jerry is about to blow it. He's about to bust a nut. He's, he's yeah. he, you know, the, but the, the, the thing with this, like, I mean, this is 2003, right? And basically, this just involves girls getting bent over and having their bums smacked. There's a lot of, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But then the coach ends up with his pants down, yeah, he gets being pants pinned. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I was, I was annoyed at this because it felt like he got more time than the cruiserweight match at the beginning. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. Um, a little bit disappointing, yeah. Like, but I mean, yeah, he, I mean, the reason it gets it is because let's, tits. Let's be honest, yeah, it is. It's tits and ass, and um, it's still part of the show at this point. It's still a bigger part of the show, you know, whipping out whatever you got. And yeah, uh, I think they count a three, get a three count on Coach, who's in his little wire fronts and. That's yeah, it. and then all the girls, and that's it. Yeah, no <laughs> one wins. The coach loses. On, but on the network, they pretty much cut straight to the promo vid on Booker T and Triple H. They just move on as quickly as they can. Yeah, they cut out all um, Uncle Jerry's um, stuff where he's talking about, oh, we're the fools for being here. Look at the coach. He's you, you know because yeah. there was girls rolling all over him and all that. He's yeah, lying there. He's got his pants down. Like. I'm sure Vince thought it was hilarious, Coach having his pants off at WrestleMania. Like, oh, I bet, I bet they, they would, oh, I bet they loved it. This is such good shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 
Okay, this it's the promo vid on Booker T and Triple H. Um, and it's got that awful line that Triple H says, and oh, it's fucking disgusting. People like you don't get to be world champion. Yeah. And it's the worst kind of heat. Yeah, because we know what he's talking about. Heat coming from hatred, not from, oh, boo him, the champion, boo him, he's being terrible. It's heat coming from a line that has too many racial connotations to it. And it's ugly. It's just really bad. And it turns you off the match, to be fair. It turned me off the match, like, because Jerry Lawler decides to get involved. I've got this down in my notes and the King's constant references to Booker T being a criminal and uh, that kind of shit saying his family portrait is a courtroom sketch and things like that. He has Um, Cochran on speed dial. Like, yeah, it's, 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 I've actually got it down. Fuck you. I've had enough. It was too much. It was like I've got it as well. The King's constant criminal references. Um, they even showed Booker T's mugshot. Yeah, they did. On this, he's you know, and mugshot. he's smiling, he's having fun. But you know, do you know what I thought? I I I thought for the amount of heat that they were doing, they should have really put the strap on Book after this, don't you think? He should have put the strap on. He should have won the match. I don't care if yes. it's your account out. Triple H could have. You know, him and Ric Flair could have just walked out. Booker should have had the win. Um, he should have won. I agree. And yeah. I think Booker T agrees with that as well, because there's a clip online of him talking about it, how everyone thought that he should have won this match. I, I've got one thing. Jerry's Jerry's one-liners were so bad. I almost turned, I almost flipped the audio to Spanish. I don't well, there's I, a bad I, moment for one of the Spanish uh, yeah. announcers later on so in this. fucking sick of it. I almost just turned it down, like because it was it was awful, it was cheap, it was just horrible. Like Yeah. Yeah, there was a, it was it was constant, dude. I, I would like to say I would like to say that hopefully someone was feeding Jerry those lines so I can take it back and not say fuck you, Jerry. But <clears throat> you know, it wasn't funny, it was coming from a bad place. It wasn't coming from, you know, I'm pretty sure Bobby Heenan would have made it funny somehow. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just the whole. Like, it was all like the boss man's mother stuff, you know. Yeah, it was all hinging on basically the blacks being criminals. Do you know what I mean? Like that was that was what you're getting from it, you know. Um, and 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 to be honest, I, Booker was great in this match. Really good, yeah. Um, yeah. Arm drag from the top row, really nice stuff. Uh, Triple H is a good spine buster. Always, you know, he borrowed it from Arn, didn't he? It's uh, I've got here that Triple H lost all of his 2002 momentum. You know, by this point, he he was he was super over when he came back in 2002 at the beginning. Won the title, had some good, you know, really good momentum. They made him drop the title to Hogan, which I think pissed him off. And like he, uh, yeah, his. And I've got to be honest, like. Him pretending to shag a corpse on Raw didn't, yeah, doesn't work, does it? No, it was. Uh, and that's th- where th- that's where he was gone. Like it was finished. And they they just gave him the title back. He didn't win it, did he? <clears throat> yes, they. Uh, Bischoff awarded Triple H the world title when Brock Lesnar was became exclusive to SmackDown. 
Because uh, well, isn't this the WCW World Championship? World, yeah, the, I mean the big gold belt, the one that the yeah. real the real world champion when he turned That's up. That's right. It's the big it's the big gold belt that he's got, and Booker T has already won this five times, five times, five times. So you know, I I honestly, I I really wanted. I think they should have given Booker the strap here. You know, I, I honestly think that it was, it was warranted. They should have. Yeah. Um, Rick, Rick Flair is at ringside with Triple H. He gets stuck in. I mean, this is, this is peak manager Flair. I really liked his stuff. He was good at this point. Yeah. You know, he's, he's Rick Flair. Like he's already a legend. He's already a, you know, he's, brilliant in almost he could have he could have turned up and just you know whipped his trousers off and I'm sure he'd have got a cheer um, yeah I mean how many times did he show his ass in in matches that we've covered before oh I think we've seen Flair's ass more than we need to yeah that's correct we've seen <laughs> Flair's ass plenty uh, Triple H puts on an Indian death lock I mean G- Jim Ross really sells it as a really good movie he hasn't seen it in years and it is a good movie it's something that you do not see hardly ever but he's in it for an absolute age. Yes. He's in um, it too long. Like, yeah. And also at this point, Jerry Lawler like makes a point. He finally does something good and complains about the uh, camera cuts from uh, Kevin Dunn. He's like, he just, I think he just must, he must have lost it and just like had a, had a complete like mad moment and said, yeah, stop it. You know, <laughs> What was his actual words? What what, what did he actually say? I, was, it, I think they he, he cut they cut he cut away from Triple H because Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler aren't at ringside. They are way back. Oh yeah, because it, it's when Triple H does something when he's mocking he's mocking him and he goes oh, put put the camera on Triple H. This is yeah. WrestleMania. Like yeah. yes, correct, correct. Um, Jim Ross starts losing it with Ric Flair's interference. Yeah. yeah, he's not supposed to be up there. God damn it! Yeah, it's he has no place up there. It, I'll be honest, this is some of Jim Ross's best work here at WrestleMania yeah. 19. He's really good. It's a shame he's been saddled with Jerry because the partnership is falling apart at at this point. I think you know they've been doing it since '97, and Jerry's one-liners and that just but they weren't working anymore. Um, Booker is selling the knee from the Indian death lock. Um, he gets, gets Triple H hits the pedigree and then waits about 20 seconds before he pins him and gets a free count. And it's poor. It yeah, it work. was. Yeah. Uh, it, I was I was I was disappointed with this match. Um, have you got Triple H as a, a runner up for the Ico Pro? Yes, he's the runner-up with the ICO, for the ICO Pro World. Um, obviously, Nathan Jones was a very good third. I think, I think Kim and I think Triple H and Jazz will probably share second place. Yeah. So we're, we're right up to we're right up to now. So we've got Jones in third place, which is what I thought. Yeah. Runner-up was Triple H and possibly Jazz, which we both pointed out. And I think hopefully maybe our winner is is the same person that people might not think that we would give it to <coughs> this particular person. But um, uh, well, I, the winner the winner is coming up because we have a promo video. We have a WWE shop video that just you know whatever. It's the 
it's the build-up to, and this is great. I've forgotten how excellent this storytelling is here. It's yep. the build-up for Hogan and Vince. And this, this is the 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 co-creators of WrestleMania, bro. Yeah. These are these are the two people that started this all, really. Now this is this is absolutely laced with reality. Like oh, oh absolutely. I'm sure Vince, you know, these some of it's like Vince's promos were just, you know, they had to come from from real deep in the heart. I was it was there was this was 99% truth coming yeah. from Vince when he talks about you testified against me and nearly ruined my company, you know, you you yeah. left me Hogan, you know. You you did this, you did that, and he's like, you nearly ruined my family, my business. You like I say, it's all facts, bro. And it takes you back because it is this. Mean Gene is doing some uh, doing some interview work as well. Yep. Twenty yep. twenty years in the making. You know, the only thing they didn't do was shoot on each other, like you know, in the ring. But the rest of it, it's it's so good. Like this is whoever's whoever was behind this. You know, I I applaud them. Because they really, really gave it everything, and I mean Hogan not so much, but Vince, you know, what saying? I wonder what would happen in a fight. You know, it's Vince probably thought that the minute Hogan signed a contract with Ted Turner, bro, ninety four, ninety five, Vince was thinking, I want to fight this fucker. Yeah, which is why he probably had so much Ico Pro. Yes. <laughs> Vince McMahon is the winner of our Ico Pro Award. The guy who invented oh. the stuff, he wins he's the award. Massive. He's, he's he was, absolutely huge. His traps um like they look like it looks like his shoulders are about to burst out of his skin. When they do the post the, the pre-match and they've got the pre-match video and the two characters, yeah. when Vince does this, yeah, and he's like, ah, like it's like Wow, he's more ripped than Hogan in this. Well, yeah, he's Vince is just he's super ripped here, and it's it's crazy. Like I just there's so much about this match that you know you could say, oh, this that you know you could break it down technically and hate on it, but I can't. This was one of my favorite. This is why I love this mania as well yeah. because you've got Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan in a street fight, and Vince is absolutely ripped to shreds. Yeah. Um, there is a mistake they've made with this match, though, bro. One mistake yeah. that I would I would elaborate on if you would indulge yeah. me. When, when we get there, because I'm sure it's not the beginning. It is the beginning, yeah. Oh, okay, <clears throat> do it. It's 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 the way that they come down to the ring, right? The the Hogan comes out first. Yeah. To the bell, but I believe they missed a trick again. They should have had Vince come down first to the no chance in hell or whatever, yeah. looking ripped and going, Oh my god, look at this guy! And then they could have hit. Can you imagine? I mean, the pop for Hogan when he comes out is absolutely huge, okay? Real American. But, they should have done Real American, bro. Oh, the, no. Can you imagine the pop just, but the version where it was like, I am a real <laughs> American. You know, the slow start one, yeah. not the, dun, 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 you know, not the, 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 the Qatari start yeah. one. Hogan, Hogan coming out first didn't make any sense, but 
it's yeah and he comes out to, to Jimi Hendrix which is cool you know it it worked for Hogan that song he used it in WCW it's, yeah it's a damn good song um Oh, it's good, but it's, it ain't no real American, bro. Yeah, we, like we the, with real American or the NWO theme. That's it. Oh, dude, you know, the, yeah, the do 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 deal, you know. But I, I think they missed a trick there. They could have had Vince coming down, looking absolutely ripped to No Chance in Hell, which is also another fantastic tune. Um, but then just to have had the real American hit uh, and Hogan walk down in the red and yellow. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Um. Vince slaps Hogan. Hogan starts laying down a beating. Uh, Hogan uses a chair on Vince, and it's it's one of those Vince special blade jobs. Oh, dude, he goes OTT like he's pissing blood. Like yeah, I've got I've got the exact words. It's pissing out. <laughs> it literally is. Um, I mean, Hogan gets wiped out like at the announce desk. Uh, it's no, sorry, Hugo, Hugo, not Hogan. That's my right. Hugo my... Stefanovic, Hugo. I think his name is. The the Spanish announcer gets hit with a chair. Hogan, yeah. it's Hogan or Vince. Yes, yeah, Hogan, isn't it? And Vince moves, and yeah, he he blades too. Like, what the hell's going on? This is Blade City. Yeah. Um, and then Hogan blades straight after that because he gets yeah. hit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> is the ref gonna blade too? Is Cole and Taz gonna blade because they're there it's... as well? Um. There, there are there are some great cinematic moments in this match. We get, yeah, we get there. That I will never forget, dude. There's two specific moments in this match that I will never forget. Vince pulls out a ladder as well, and he's going, he's going full Jeff Hardy here because he sets the ladder up with Hogan on a, on an announce table, climbs to pretty much the top of it, not quite, and leg drops him through a table. Now, how old is Vince here? He's old, dude. That's, yeah. This is one of the sitting man. When you've got Vince with covered in blood on his face, and he's on the top of the ladder doing that, yeah, yeah. doing the the Hulk Hogan listening like that, and everyone just really booing good. the shit out of him. And then he drops the Hogan leg drop off a ladder onto the announce table onto Hogan. Wow! Vince gets wow. a two count, and then he decides he's going to look for some plunder. Yeah, and if you this will. Is the other visual I think you're talking about. Yeah. He grabs a pipe and from he just appears from and with that grin on his face, blood it's, streaming down. It's, it's gold. Taz even says, Here's Vince. Like it's, Here's Vince. It's so good. So good. It's, it's I can't fantastic visual that I will stick out on online. I will put that vision out on Twitter. We've, please do that, dude. It yeah. is for me, it is one of the greatest WrestleMania moments ever. Just Vince with the pipe, just as his head pops up above the yeah. ring with the blood. It is just, oh, it's absolute pure Vince, gold. Vince tries to, he approaches Hogan with the pipe. He gets a low blow. They're both down and someone starts stomping up the stairs. You can just about see like someone in the corner of the camera shot. He whips off his jacket. It's Roddy fucking Piper. Yeah. Place goes absolutely insane. I really loved it. Like the crowd, like obviously they remember Piper. They've got, you know, really great memories of him. And here he is. Like he gets a pop just by standing there. And bro, he's hollering at Vince McMahon, right? Yeah. He's he's like hollering at him, get up, Junior! Get up, Junior! Like Bits hollering. On guys, he kicks Vince in the arse. He kicked like and I mean it's not really a swerve because you can see him 
looking at Hogan, like he's got the pipe. He's because he hates well, Hogan. Yeah, everyone he, knows he hates Hogan. Well, I mean, without Hogan, Piper's number one. In you know, in the eighties for sure, but in the WWF probably. But yeah, no, it's Piper hits Hogan with on a. Oh, it's not really a swerve. It's you know, you can see it coming. But yeah, he uh, hits him with a pipe. He leaves. He uh, tells him to kiss his ass as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vince gets a two count. He decides to throw our referee Brian Hebner out the ring twice because Brian his first time. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvan Grunier trots out our Montreal screw job part ten referee. Yeah. <laughs> Another referee comes out behind him, gives him a little shove, and then Sylvan decks him. I didn't see the point in that. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, yeah. yeah. But Vince hits the big leg drop of doom. Um, this is where it gets really good for me. Kick out on two, and it's hulking up time. And, and this is another... Fucking mental. It's, yeah, it's a great cinematic moment. Again, Vince's face, where he's just covered in blood again and he's like he's like half angry but then half like what the squeak you know like great great stuff like like i say for me this is one of my all-time favorite matches of all time i watched this match as many times as i possibly yeah. can and i mean between that and that hogan like he's pointing you he's pointing at you know vince and the crowd are into every last bit of it Oh, the pops for the use, like yeah. everyone says it with him. You, the place, the roof nearly comes off. And yeah, it's a it's a Hogan comeback. He hits him with three leg drops, gets the win. And yeah, what a what an insane match! Like street fight, it's two way older guys putting on a match that was was brilliant, excellent. It was good, and. The, the, you know, the funny thing, though, bro, as well, yeah. <laughs> Shane McMahon comes down, okay? Yeah. And the only reason I can see that Shane came down is to stop Hogan from posing for too long. So Hogan has a little pose down in the I ring. Can, yeah, like, I can see that. I can see Shane coming down and, you know, putting an end to the posing because... yeah. Hogan's posing back in the nineties would go on forever. It would be it would be last match. It would be Hogan posing until the Titan Sports came up on the screen, you know, and it would the end. Um, they dive in in on my on my show on the network. They dive straight into the video uh, on the Rock's obsession of beating Stone Cold at WrestleMania. And what, yeah, what we eventually find out is that this would be Stone Cold Steve Austin's retirement match. This is, but th there's also an, another thing online where Stone Cold talks about this, where he wanted to retire two years previous to this. So... He went to Vince. I mean, his neck was shot. His knees were shot. He had no feeling in one of his hands. Um, he was, his body was absolutely fucked. And he, he's on JR's podcast when he talks about um, him retiring. So he, he went to Vince. 
at the like two years previous to this or whatever, 2000, 2001. And he says, yeah, he says, I, I need to, I need to go home. He said, I need to, I need to ride off into the sunset. He said, because my body's shot, my neck's fucked, you know, my, and he said, Vince goes, oh shit, dude, like, you can't do this to me, man. Not, not now. We're, we're just about to go public. Have you ever seen the, like they, WrestleMania 20's DVD set has a special like 45 minute documentary about WrestleMania 19. Have you seen that? No. No, it's, um, and it, it does basically. Oh, do you know what? Actually. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Chris has left his seat. <laughs> I have. I, I have because I do have it, but I haven't watched. Yeah, yeah. Disc three, I think. I'm pretty sure. Right. This is this is your, your true wrestling fan, and I'm. This is no bullshit. My WrestleMania 20 DVD. Okay. Um, the mania, uh, the 45 minute film chronicling, because um, the king was talking about WrestleMania 19, the movie. Yes, he's talking about WrestleMania the movie. Yeah. And this is what. Yes, I haven't. You know what? I've had this DVD. Of WrestleMania 20 for a long, long time. Do you know how much I paid for this, dude? Let's do it. 99 pence. Look at that. 99 from cash our converters. English, our English pence. You know, 99p from cash converters. And cash converters, if anyone in the States doesn't know, they've been turning stolen goods into crack cocaine for <laughs> uh, 20 odd years. Um, it's like a, a, a pawnbroker's. Uh, shop. Stolen goods into crack cocaine on a. I don't know how we got here, but we're here nonetheless. <laughs> so my my copy of WrestleMania, and I can prove it to you, my WrestleMania twenty. If you can't see there, look, ninety nine p cash converters, right? And yes, uh, the the extras and special features, the mania of WrestleMania, a forty five minute film chronicling the lives and untold stories of top superstars leading up to WrestleMania nineteen. And bro, I've never fucking, I've never watched it. I've never watched it. Well, I, I don't want to spoil it for you now, but we're gonna, I'm gonna have to bring it up because. But there's there's also um ten greatest matches ever, forty five minutes of the top ten WrestleMania matches that's hosted by Ric Flair. By Ric Flair, yeah. Shit the bed. Shit the bed. I've never even oh gutted. I'm watching them. Um, any yeah. So uh, they do follow Steve Austin for a couple of days. Steve Austin, like, Stone Cold gets ill. He gets sick. He's as far as we can like he surmises himself. He's been knocking back the energy drinks. And like the coffees. Water. Yeah, and the coffee. Yeah, he ends up in hospital the night before, doesn't he? Yeah, they, they, you see all of this. He, um, he ends up getting like some sort of like heart palpitations or something that makes, you know, gives everyone the worry. And he, he you know, says he's definitely making it to the WrestleMania match. He's not going to miss it because he, in his heart, knows that it's, it's the last one. Um, watching it back, Jim Ross is putting everything into this match. 100%, bro. And if you notice, on Stone Cold, on his jacket, it actually says OMR on it. One more round. One more round. And yeah, JR's just like, he's, he's, yeah, putting everything in for his his good friend. And I can, I can really like, I can appreciate that. That's, you know, really like, I mean, Austin, 
doesn't he there is no comeback from Steve Austin. There's no more, yeah, there's no, there's no matches. There's no there's no other matches. There's no, you know, he's one of those that stayed out. He did, you know, GM stuff and all that, but he's never got back in the ring for a match. This is why I respect Stone Cold Steve Austin as well a lot because he's one of the very few wrestlers that has but you know what? They never announced before this match, right? This is his retirement match. Yeah. They never did. He just, he retired. Do you know how old he was when he retired in this match, dude? 42, something like that? No, he was 38. 38, okay. 38. And this is why I think as well, The Rock does certain things in this match because he knows also that this is Stone Cold's last match. So we'll get to it, but he does a specific thing in this match. And I um, thought it was quite cool. Jerry Lawler is complaining about the knee brace set that they're made out of metal. JR says, what the hell are you going to make a knee brace out of cotton candy? That's right. <laughs> I mean, the, Rock's, the Rock is working the knees. He puts on Austin's vest. That's, that's what I was, that's the thing I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. And he wears Austin's vest for a good 10 minutes. Long time, yeah. Um, and I think that's his ode to Stone Cold, like because, dude, you've got to, you've got to look at it like this. Like these these are this is Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Okay, these two guys. This is an end of an era. This is the end of an era, bro. This is the last match of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career, and it's with The Rock has basically come back to wrestling yeah. for this. Um, you know it, it's. It's two guys that had already main evented a WrestleMania. They made, you know, we covered Backlash a couple of weeks ago. Like that match was insanely good. Yeah. And because they did WrestleMania 18 as well, weren't it? Rock versus Austin. Uh, No, they did 17. 15 and 17, yeah. 15 and 17. And 17 was brilliant as well. Like there's no getting away from it. Because 18. 18 was the Rock and Hogan, weren't it? Yeah. Stone Cold had Scott Hall, and yeah, Scott Hall wasn't in. Like the sort of shape he should have been. No. Um, but yeah, this it's two guys who have main evented all over. They've been doing it for for years, you know. We and that's yeah. It's it's a great farewell for for Stone Cold if he's going to go out. He's going to go out against his biggest rival, his biggest, you know, his, his enemy in the ring as such. And it's yeah, it's perfect. I, is is The Rock the only person to ever give Stone Cold Steve Austin the Stone Cold Stunner? I can't remember seeing anyone else do it. I have never, I can't remember seeing it either. And in this match, The Rock, they, they, they swap each other's moves quite a bit. Yeah, they do. It's, in, it's really in this good. match. It is the like, only thing we didn't get was Austin doing a people's elbow, but I don't think we'd have ever got that. Oh, dude, that would have been amazing, though, right? That would have been good. But yeah. I mean, like I said, the fans are really into it. There's pops for these stunners, like on the stunner on Austin. I mean, yeah. even though Stone Cold, you can tell watching it that he wasn't in the best of shape. Um, he's not at he's this hurt. point. I mean, The Rock is selling his ass off for him. I mean, even the first thing that happens in this match is that Stone Cold goes out and gives The Rock a clothesline outside in the walkway and The Rock cracks his head. This is within five seconds of the match starting. Um, 
the rock cracks his head on one of the metal bars on the thing and he just gives it a bit of a rub you know when you bang your head and yeah. you go, oh shit um <laughs> he gives it a bit of a rub and then just carries on but that was like and you can see there's a mark on his shoulder as well from where he hit the yeah. metal all through the match as well so yeah but the rock is just you know giving it but then there's the comeback in there like you say he's attacking stone cold no knees. one no one sells a stunner like the rock oh it it was like an ongoing joke as well, Harley, yeah. who could sell it the best. Like he did the but, whole roll-ups and the, but you know. Eventually, like Rock would, would would say, he was doing it to try and... Put the move over. He was, he was putting the move over, but he was trying to get, get a laugh out of Austin. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was trying to trying to work him and trying to get him to, you know, yeah. break some kayfabe. <laughs> he, 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 they even say in this... He nearly stone cold Steve stunned. Sorry, nearly stone cold stunned the Rock out of the vest. Yeah. It, when he stood, because the way he sold it, he did the whole thing and ended up on his head. Um, he nearly rolled out of the fucking vest that yeah, he was wearing. Was, stone cold vest. I mean, it, it ends. It ends the way it does. You know, Rock goes low. There's a two count on a people's elbow. The fans are, you know, the fans are loving it, and you're sort of sensing as well that it's the end. Because you know the the rock bottoms they're not thick and fast they're not coming like it's you know purposeful rock bottoms you know Austin's kicking out he keeps kicking out you know and there's a final rock bottom which you know even Jerry Lawler says oh it's the big one and he goes down for three and that's that's the end of Steve Austin that's it like it's crazy because there there is the sequence from there's a double down moment. In, in this match where they're both down, they both hit each other with quite a bit of force just after um, the rock uh, has got uh, Austin in the sharpshooter and yeah. he's got his vest on and uh, you know, it's mud hole time. Austin gets his mud holes in. Um, director of mud holes. Oh, don't mention our, our director <laughs> of mud holes, yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Um, you know, the rock does his kip up thing after a clothesline, but then you've got Austin rock bottoms, the rock. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, and then the Rock stunners Austin, and then Austin stunners the Rock, and then the People's Elbow Rock Bottom two count, and then yeah, you get Rock Bottom number two, Rock Bottom number three, and that's when the Rock gets the the one two three, and um, you you can kind of see, you know, at the end of the match, like the Rock's, he's like over, he's over Stone Cold, pretend he's like selling, you know, but he's talking to him. As yeah, he's on the floor. Yeah, they, they asked Austin what he said to him. Oh, did they? Yeah, they do this on the I'm pretty sure they do this on the document on that documentary. Right. Like they asked Rock what he said, and Rock says, Oh, it's personal between me and Austin. And they asked they asked Steve what he said, and he goes, He told me he loved me. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's like I said, it's a really nice, it's obviously a really nice moment between them if that's what he said. Um Rock does go into the crowd to see his mum and his wife. and like, That's correct, yep. And then we get a quick vision of Austin leaving the ring. Because the Rock doesn't celebrate for too long, does he? No. He, 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 he talks to Austin, he goes up to one corner and does the Rock thing, and then he comes down, sees his family, fucks off. Yeah. And then they, they, they hit Stone Cold's music. Yeah, and that's, that's Austin, Austin's curtain call. For, for in the ring stuff and because Stone Cold said so. Yeah. Well, uh, um I'm sure we'll see a lot more Stone Cold matches as we go through our uh, our catalogue of stuff. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, and yeah. and he, as I said before, Stone Cold has still got his Broken Skull uh, podcast that he does. Um, he's just had a great episode with Kurt Angle, I uh, which I watched. Which I watched yesterday. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's not. It's nice to, you know, Stone Cold over the years has had some great podcasts. I mean, I've got a job, like say, where I can listen to podcasts while I'm working, and I listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin with JR, with um, uh, Scott Hall was another good one. Um, you know, it is uh, in with Eric Bischoff was a fucking great episode. Maybe one day we'll uh, we'll listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin with Chris and JB. <laughs> Dude, you know, you know what we? This is something that I was going to try and bring up with you as well. I mean, we've spoken about it before about getting some guys onto our podcast, but it's so difficult, like things, trying to reach out changed. to. Yeah, things changed. You once. know, there was a, a movement and stuff like that, and. You know, you can't, you, you got to be very picky with who you want to talk to now because of we, you know, what's been going on and what's happened. We, but we don't also, we don't also want to have people that everybody's had on, you know, we would love, but, but then are we really going to, you know, it's just because we haven't got, you know, a million subscribers or whatever. So, mm. you know, what what have we got to tempt these guys on you know to say um our beautiful soulful voices for a start you know that but there's there's guys that have been doing this like uh your hannibals and your chris van vliet's as well um i'd love to have chris van vliet or or hannibal on here because they're guys that have actually interviewed so many different people from over the years like you know if, um, and this is a shout out Hannibal if you're listening Chris Van Vliet we will tag you on Twitter actually as well because Chris Van Vliet has actually retweeted a couple of bits of ours and we've we've um, liked a couple of our bits and bobs so Chris Van Vliet if you you know if you have a spare half an hour or whatever an hour dude we would love to have you on here because we you know like I say, we, we've spoke about this before and how great would it be to have people on here? You know, that is don't, our next... Don't get us wrong, there are plenty of other podcasting, you know, wrestling podcasts out there that do some really good stuff. Absolutely. You know, there's, uh, there's I think it's James from that 90s wrestling podcast, you know, Frank from, you know, Last Minute. There's a lot of, there's some really good stuff out there. You know, go and check them out too. Show them some love if you're listening and watching us right now. Um, and I'll tell you one person that Stone Cold hasn't had on, which would actually be great to have on, the Rock. Yeah, that would be that'd be a hell of a show. What a show that would be, dude! Yeah. To have Stone Cold and The Rock doing a Stone Cold Broken Skull. It's, it's got to be. It's got to come soon, isn't it? Hour would yeah, just be perfect. Oh, that'd be great. But we are we are in our main event. It's the main event of WrestleMania 19. It's our champion Kurt Angle against our Royal Rumble winner Brock Lesnar, and. This, this is like this is like so many sort of emotions in this because Kurt is coming in very very injured. He's broke his neck in three places. Yeah, he's, he's coming in with another neck injury, and you know you, you you're watching it with gritted teeth because you know that something anything could happen to ruin Kurt's life and career. 
He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been. Re- he shouldn't have been wrestling in this match. No, there's. I mean, um, more to more to mention on Kurt after the match, but Kurt, yeah, goes. Kurt comes in with a with a really bad neck injury. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And but it's it's a WrestleMania main event. He knows he can't turn it down. He, and, but he had a broken freaking neck, dude. Yeah. Again, in three places. It wasn't just a, any any neck injury he was he shouldn't have even been walking he shouldn't have even been walking he shouldn't have even been you know he, he should have been in extreme pain um to do anything but then you watch this match and you're like fuck and this is why just very quickly before we get into this match my shrine of kurt angle is gonna be put on display so We've got the little miniature Kurt Angle. Got a little mini guy. Can, can, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say this for people that are listening. You know, Chris has Chris has got a beautiful display behind him, but the lighting just doesn't. It's not quite quite there just yet. It's not quite there. It, we need to show that. I think it's my camera as well. So I'm gonna be getting a better camera so you can see because I've got. This is um, my, it goes all the way across like the whole length of the room and I've, it starts off WCW and then we work our way across. I've got my WrestleMania moments, little um, uh, like negative stills on the wall. I've got my, um, oh, one thing as well, I've got my Stone Cold Steve Austin signed movie uh, DVD. Um, but this is Mikur Angle, and then it works across the little bit of TNA. What what we need is Chris Mikur to take Angle. what we need is Chris to take some pictures of this and put this out on the out on Twitter and Instagram, and you know. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Do it, Chris. Yeah, that's fine. I'll Just take some pictures. I don't have it to hand, but my wife found it. Uh, the missus uh, found this excellent piece of memorabilia. It's a signed Jim Ross trading card. Oh, nice! Yeah. Um, I back in the day when you know you had some money to spend and you'd buy some random things. I bought some of JR's barbecue sauce and the mustard and all that, and with it came a a beautifully signed trading card. It's what it's again, nice piece of memorabilia. It's, it's in the room behind me, and I'm not going to get up and go and get it because you know it's it, yeah. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> I will show. You, I will show people next time uh, the Jim Ross trading card which he signed. It's uh, another piece of uh, happy fun. There's a there's a few bits to my collection that I would love. I would love to get signed because I've already got a Brett Hitman Heart signature signed DVD. Um, I've got a Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've got a Psychosis thing. Yeah. I've got a um, Tito Santana. Some other like pictures signed but Kurt Angle you see me little pop yeah <laughs> my Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle pop and I've got my miniature Kurt there I've also got the WWF Sunday Night Heat Kurt Angle hanging up there the, I've also the worst, got the worst huh? thing about COVID and the way we do this is that we have yet to go through each other's collections we've yet to see it see it in person and you know, we really we don't live that far apart, dude. I can I've cycled to your house. <laughs> I've cycled to your house in ten minutes from here. Um, 
And so we once, we don't once live the world that is free. We'll be able to yeah. look at each other's collection and you know make videos and show each show the what show you guys what we've got and what you know could potentially be up for grabs if you subscribe. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I'm 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 looking at turning my spare room into a bit of a memorabilia room and it will be lovely for us to do the podcast in there with proper cameras yeah. proper lighting sitting next to each other on a love seat um <laughs> you know and just talking about this shit in person because we've got a good chemistry over the video and that but it's gonna be better you know if we could do things together and if we could I'd love to do, I mean, one thing that Cornette does it is really good is the watch-alongs, you know? So you say to people, right, um, go on to WWE Network, watch watch this thing, press play now, or even if people have got the DVD or whatever, yeah. you know, and they can, they can watch it along with us and we can watch it and we can, you know, obviously we'll have the sound down low or whatever. And obviously you won't be able to see it on the video, but you know, we'll be able to watch it and talk about, oh, and people can watch it alongside listening to our uh, thing. There's a lot of ideas of things that we could do because there are so many wrestling podcasts out there. There's so many people doing bits and bits. And I think the lockdown and coronavirus is a, a, a lot of people are doing it because of that, because they had a bit more time on their hands or whatever. And, you know, myself and Jordan started this up um, around that time as well. But, um, you know, we're just looking for different things to do. So we are brainstorming guys on things that we can do and ways we can move forward. And yeah, it would be nice to go through each other's, um, bits and bobs uh so to speak <laughs> yeah. it's yeah we have it's kind of tragically hilarious that we've yet to go through, like see each other's stuff you know because i have a i have a mountain of things that i've needed to go through for a long time that came out of the garage and i've showed some stuff online and I know Chris's collection is full of things that I don't have. It's like the, the trading cards and the stickers and stuff like that. I did find an old sticker book the other day. Um, it's not nice. complete. It's not full. But again... I might have some stickers for it, Brian. What sticker book is it? It's a WWF one from 90. I think it's like 91, 92. It's, oh, know, the blue one? or the Is it the black one or the pink one? Cover is not on it, so I'm not sure. Oh, screwing. But um, yeah, it's very Hogan-centric. So like, he's got like a whole double spread. Of course but he has. It's Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Yes, sorry. When we talk about memorabilia, we always get a little bit gassed. We, and I was talking we about right into it. Yeah. I was talking about Angle Corner. So you know, I, for me, Kurt Angle is way up there. I've got my little shrine of Angle. Um, I will show my heat figure quickly, dude, because <laughs> I, I mean, I love this figure. Kurt Angle Sunday Night Heat. Just love yeah. it. Yeah, it's really good. I love my Sunday Night Heat figures, man. I've got I've got them. a couple myself, but not in, not as much as you in that exact like collection. Oh, get up there, <coughs> Kurt. Me. Go on, get up but, there, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Whilst whilst Chris is trying to jam Kurt Angle back into his spot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I got the feeling that the crowd was exhausted. It's a long old day. I mean, they've had they've had heat, um, and look at the matches that they've they've had already. You yeah. know, they've 
they must be absolutely exhausted. I mean, the cat fight alone. Taz. Is a amount. <laughs> uh, yeah, Taz calls Brock Lesnar, and I don't know if you caught this one, the Vanilla Gorilla. The Vanilla Gorilla, I did clock that. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is that? That is such a tacky name to call someone. But, yeah, that's where he went with that, and I was like, I was not impressed with that nickname. Uh, Kurt does a German suplex onto the top turnbuckle. Brock lands, like, back first on it. I thought that was really nice. Like, I'm st- I'm still astounded that Kurt is working, like, he's working injured. He's, it's just, again, like... He, 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 that's the thing. I Because I, I listened to the Broken Skull session yesterday. Yeah. He talks about this match, and he says... I, I shouldn't have been wrestling. There's no way I should have been wrestling. He said, I had a, a neck that was broken in three places. <coughs> so when I was watching this match, that match that was ringing in my head and, you know, it, you see the signs, even though when people, are say, when, when his song started, um, you know, they were giving it the, you suck, you suck, but they loved him, dude. They loved him. Yeah. There was... That was out of respect more than anything. Oh, it was, yeah, there, there was a one sign that said, thanks for this match, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, another one that said, Angle is God. Another one that says, I love you, Kurt. You don't suck. You know, and it was like people respected him. Of course. Because he had been putting in work for, you know, oh God. And I, it kept ringing in my head. I was watching yeah. this match, watching what he's doing, you know, and it's like fucking hell. He's got a broken neck in three places, yeah. a broken freaking neck. Now, and you know? Brock is bumping like crazy to get this match over. Like, there's yeah. a the crowd of the crowd are tired. They're quiet, you know. And Brock does his absolute best to get him going, and he does. I'll give him his credit, Brock Lesnar. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Brock Lesnar. Chris, sort of, I think. It's not. I I like Brock. It's just his misses that pisses me off. No, 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 Brock, Brock, <laughs> Chris, always Chris, never, never JB, always Chris. Um, it's the sable that, that, that annoys me. I think that's because I'm such a big Luna Vachon yeah, mark. So be. I think that's that's why. But Kurt Angle takes Brock Lesnar to, you know, a city he becomes very familiar with. Suplex city, bitch. And Kurt is suplexing him all over the fucking place. Oh, it's crazy. There's one where he turns him inside out. Yeah, Yeah. backflips him. It is so good. And it's just, yeah, they look devastating, these suplexes. Brock's selling them really well. Like, this this is a young Brock Lesnar who's still finding his way. And he's in a WrestleMania main event. He's really going for it. He's got something special planned later on. Doesn't quite pay off, but he is, yeah, he knows what he's, he's here to do and he is throwing himself all over the place and trying it's to... His first, it's his first WrestleMania. Yeah. It, yeah, it's his first WrestleMania and it's, he's in the main event. It's, I mean, it's he, they've strapped the rocket to him on this. 100%. And, I mean, there's a, there's a beautiful counter from Kurt. F5 into an ankle lock. Oh, great stuff, um, man! Yeah, it, it, I, that yeah, that 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 reversal, the F five into the ankle lock, it was just great, man. I mean, there, there's some good moments. I mean, there's a big spine buster from Brock on on Kurt. There's a big belly to belly times two. You know, he gives 
uh, Kurt two big belly to bellies. Um, Angle hits him with four Germans, dude, yeah. as well. And that's what you I know? mean. It's suplex city, and it's um and the big release German, yeah, the one where he turns uh, uh, Lesnar inside out. Yeah. Um, there's a few F fives as well. Uh, two counts. And um, yeah, the F five into the ankle lock. I have another question. Shoot. Cast your mind back to 2002-2003. Is Kurt Angle the best in the world at this point? And I, I know I know that I, you know because Shawn Michaels is doing his thing. I you know is Angle the best in the world? Very like after that match at the Royal Rumble. You know, he had a he had a wonderful 2002 that match was Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam. Is Kurt the, he, Kurt the man? Yeah, he, I mean, Kurt is... I love Kurt. To be honest, I'm biased anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm biased. I mean, he, he he stole my heart when he sang uh, Sexy Kurt with uh, Sensational yeah. Sherry. He'll make you your know, hurt. He'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. <laughs> and he was doing the, you know, yeah, the shaky shoulders. It, do a bit dude, to have Sherry and Kurt Angle there doing their thing, like... Yeah, I mean, Angle at this time, but the thing is, he was, his body was broken. He yeah. was massively addicted to prescription meds. Now, um, this is, yeah, this is the thing. Like, is, is this Kurt Angle the best in the world? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it, but, but then he did have another resurgence in TNA. I won't lie. When, I don't when know, I think, in... I think he, he came back after this match, after the surgery, he came back and had more brilliant matches, you know, including, you know, Shawn yep. Michaels and Eddie Guerrero and stuff like that. Yep, yep, yep. But, yeah, I, I, I just, it just felt like it for me for 2003. If anyone's got any better ideas, you know, give us a shout. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to your to your argument on whether or not Kurt was the best in the world. We'll probably get some someone saying that, you know, Chono or Tenzo oh. was better. But, you know, that's fine. You know, opinions are opinions. But for us, it seems that Kurt is, Kurt is the man, followed closely by Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. The counters, the counters in this are perfectly executed. Every counter is done brilliantly like these two it looked like these two have been working together for years yeah it was almost like they they knew exactly where they where they had to be what they were going to do like it's yeah it's brilliant stuff it's funny there was a bit of heat between them as well though before yeah because all the boys were like yeah wanted to believe that both was the better wrestler and i believe they had a had a challenge didn't they they did they had one in the ring and uh kirk says that he won but he didn't you know kick Kick crap out of him, but he, he got a takedown on Kurt. On, on, yeah, this on is yeah, this was um yeah, it's highly disputed. I, I mean, it's a shame no one had a camera on this. But we get to the point where uh, Brock comes up short on this now infamous shooting star press. He knocks himself out as well. I mean, this this is something he did when he was in OVW. It was something yeah. he, he executed quite easily. But well, I'm guessing he'd forgotten that he was absolutely knackered from wrestling Kurt Angle. 
in, in a WrestleMania yeah. main event, which would have blown him up a little bit. And he still went for the shooting star, which was so close. I mean, Kurt was quite far away as yeah. well. But he said in the interview previously, he said when uh, Brock was trying it in the ring in the day, during the day, practicing with the with the mat, he was coming quite far out. Yeah. So that's why Kurt didn't want to go, be too close. So he said that he did, I didn't want to be too close because when he was practicing during the day, he was going right across the middle of the ring. So that's why I was where I was because he was coming out quite far. But like you're saying, he was quite blown up anyway. Yeah. And um, you can see in Lesnar's face when he gets up there, there's a split second of like, I don't actually know if I should be doing this. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of doubt. Um, there is. And I think that's the fatigue. He's thinking, yeah, when I was doing these this morning, my legs didn't feel like they do right now. Um <laughs> And he just, yeah, I mean, it's very, very, very surprising that he didn't break his neck. Well, it's been, it's been like spoken about quite a bit. Like if he didn't have such a thick, strong neck, it probably would have broken. And 100%. Um, he Kurt, definitely knocked himself out. You can see at the end of yeah, the match, he, he, he's, he's, he's not seeing passing, stars. He's not passing any concussion protocols here. Kurt just, no. Kurt says to him, you know, one more F5, like he's and Lesnar's on autopilot. But the thing is, as well, it's very quick thinking from Kurt Angle. So after the infamous uh, shooting star press that he misses, instead of making it look hacky, Kurt fucking capitalizes and pins him for a two count. Yeah. And he capitalizes to make it look real. So everyone's like, oh shit, he's. He, Kurt's, they make they sell it that Kurt rolled out the way and then Kurt basically got a two count on him and said to him, yeah, F5, F5. Yeah. And because he's an absolute monster, um, you know, <laughs> autopilot kind of thing, Brock has just literally just picked him up, bam, it's like the third or fourth F5 that, that Kurt had taken. And there you go. It's a new champion. They... And this is this is the respect thing, you know. They do embrace afterwards. It's um, yeah, it, it, it's well deserved because it is a really good match. It's you know, people can say it's spoiled by the shooting start. It's not. It's not no, because no. it was in, integrated into the match. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, Kurt Angle. Less than two weeks later, would go and get surgery on his neck, like, and he had the minimally invasive surgery so he was he was wwe champion again in july that's how it's, fucked up that is dude kurt is an absolute beast He's dude machine, he is yeah. you know it there's a there's a beautiful video did you see i put it on facebook today or yesterday beautiful video Kurt Angle sets up the camera, right, in front. He's eating some spaghetti, <laughs> yeah. and he gets a pair of scissors and cuts the spaghetti, and his wife goes, why are you doing that? That's so lazy. He's like, lazy? I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> and then his missus just goes off on him about that, and his little face just lights up. Yeah. Like, It's lovely to see Kurt Angle um, in this place because – He's just such a nice guy, um, you know, and he, he, you know, he, like he's one of the most 
charismatic people as his career went on you know like i still remember the stuff he was doing you know uh with 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 steve austin uh as they were a tag team and all that kind of stuff and yeah. you know the little yeah. cowboy hat will forever be etched in in my memory like little, and, uh, yeah, give me corn and yeah like it's perfect but it's stuff it's lovely to see kurt angle now uh that is someone i'd love to have on I would love to have Kurt Angle on and just, you know, I I would be, it would be Mark Central for me. I would just be like <laughs> a girl, you know, just weak at the knees. Watching, but it, watching BTS live or something. You know, it's yeah. just crazy, dude. I, I just, I, I just really respect Kurt Angle uh, for what he's done in, in a relatively short time in the wrestling well, yeah. business. Well, in, in, let's say in WWE, really. You yeah. know, he wasn't there for 10, 20 years, you know, no, but he stayed in the business. 99, wasn't it, in, in, the, in Survivor Series? Yeah, 98, 99. Yeah. Um, he was at ECW in 1996. Yeah, he was at a show where they crucified the Sandman and he walked out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, and, but do you know whose fault that was? Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas said to him, because they were friends in Pittsburgh. Yeah. or whatever and he said to him yeah they're doing like proper wrestling stuff down there you want to come down and he was sitting there with his gold medal and uh yeah well done shane Good shane douglas job of life uh, <laughs> and yeah we get uh we get our pro finishing like promo video like with with crack addict playing over it really like good sort of production thing at the end and uh michael cole says we'll see you next year at madison square garden wrestlemania 20. And that's it. That's that's WrestleMania 19. Now, we've done a lot of shows recently where we've been a little bit disappointed with what we've seen. It's been some of them have been absolute shit shows. But I do not have a problem. We've gone back to being positive on this one. This is this was an excellent show. It was beautiful. Oh, no, no, no complaints whatsoever. Um, but you know, the only thing would be the Miller like cat fight girls really is the only real down point but it was 2003 it was made you up know. With, all the, with all the great wrestling it was great yeah i mean that didn't take it wasn't too long either the skits with the cat fight girls were very short the match itself on the bed was very short um and yeah the just the abundance of good wrestling yeah. and, and great storytelling and just an absolutely stacked card um yeah, it's just, yeah, just yes. <laughs> just yes. And yeah, that's, uh, that was that was WrestleMania 19. It was, yeah, it was really good. For, I had a lot of fun watching it. Had even more fun talking about it. I didn't think I'd get through this not feeling so good, but I'm still here. I'm still talking. I'm still loving it. You're this, a workhorse, dude. This you is Kurt what, angled it, bruv. You yeah. Kurt angled it. You work through. And yeah, I, I can't... I really can't praise this show enough. Like, and this is why we talk about the WWE and WWF with such reverence sometimes because they do put, they used to put on some brilliant pieces of work. And that's what people should remember when they decide to bash the WWE and say, oh, it's, you know, it's rubbish now. It's this, that, and the other. You know, they can still pull, pull a rabbit out of the hat. Do not be fooled about you know, what someone like Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon can do. 
because every now and again there's a bit of magic absolutely and this is this is one of those shows and uh, yeah that's that's probably it for me um I would like to remind people, I'd also like to thank people if they're still watching, you know, if we haven't put you to sleep yet. Those insomniacs love us, man. Oh, dude. They must do. 100%. Um, you know, thank you to Chris for being on tonight. He's been really busy. He's got, he's got so much stuff going on right now. You wouldn't believe it if I took the time to tell you. Um, <laughs> It's all good, but thank you, dude, as well for in sickness and in health. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're, we're married to the podcast in sickness and in health. So big up Jordan JB for coming on here, all sicked up, you know, drinking his tea and honey, keeping yeah. himself nice. I mean, that's like Jordan we says, we just, we, we just roll on, there's no, no sickness, that's the thing. you know. Um, we'll take our time out again to thank our good friend Tyrant Tales for the t shirt, the artwork, beautiful stuff. Um, we also thank our wonderful friends over at Tree of Life Framing, who I will say it will frame you like Mr. Kevin Sullivan, um, <laughs> just as good, you know. Um, and yeah, I'll remind people, you know, if you like it, like it. If you love it, hit, hit the subscribe button. You know, we are pushing, you know, we get really good numbers on YouTube. We get really good download numbers as well. Like I can't, I can't even complain about that. People are downloading and really enjoying our stuff. But hit the subscribe button. We've got you're good too, stuff to give away. Nice, Look, I'll pull out another one. Like there's a there's another another one here. Like it's another DVD. It's a oh my god, fifty you know f top fifty incidents in WWE history. Like and there's stuff that we I've never even opened. I can't you can't really see it. Unforgiven, two thousand six, great show. Like all this stuff is up for grabs. There will like and I hate to say it like without giving you like the nod, but I got Hasbro's, I got doubles, I got trebles. Before, before you know, Chris looks at them and gets takes the lion's share and takes the goodies. There's stuff <laughs> to give away. <laughs> There's good stuff to give away. Like so, don't. So subscribe, don't you leave, some bitches. Don't it's leave us. Don't leave. Don't just you know, like eighty-four percent of people were not subscribed to our last show that watched it online. That's you know analytics. We can talk about that all day, but demo gods. <laughs> We're the inner circle, baby. Um, watch, yeah, like by all means, take you know, take the take the two seconds to hit the button, hit the like button, hit the comment, like chuck us a comment. If you didn't like something, tell us. I'll respond. I don't care. You know, pe people, just do it. Just subscribe, man. Just do I will, it. I will steal a line from the fiend and say, "Let me in." Oh, dude, big up yourself. Yeah, man, just subscribe, like. You can catch us on various podcast platforms. I won't list them all, but we're on Stitcher, Listen Notes, Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, um, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts now. We're on every single bloody platform possible we're on youtube here where probably you might be watching us on this video screen um you know twitter instagram you can catch us on we've actually got a facebook group as well chat grapple and cheap pops podcast on facebook so yes please subscribe we want to get this first giveaway done we want to we want to give shit away we, we will we will you know we 
haven't really spoke about it, but I think the giveaways will easily reach the EU or reach Europe. You know, I'm I'm glad to send stuff out into the EU. US is a lot, there's a lot of money in postage there. So, you know, we might give that one a swerve for a bit. But this giveaway will go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we've set, what what we could do with the US, you know, we, we would with the US, we can send lighter stuff. So that might be, you know, stuff that we got in the UK that you might not have got there, light stuff like my stickers and my cards and stuff like that, that, you know, that you might not have got out there. We've got certain sticker books and stuff that you might not have got out there that we got here. So I'm happy to dig through and send some bits and bobs, you know. We've got these mega photo stickers. I've got a load of doubles. You know, I've got a bloody desktop thing from the sweet shop. You know what I mean? Look at that. Shiny Trish Stratus. Come on. Shiny Kane. Shut up. Undertaker. Shinies. Look at this. Stephanie McMahon. Shinies. Lita. Stone Cold looking fantastic. Shinies. These are big six by fours, dude. Rikishi. Yeah. Kurt Angle, this... the man. We're ready for you guys. We're ready for the giveaway. Thanks for joining us again, though, in this lengthy episode. But it was one of the greatest WrestleManias ever, WrestleMania 19, 2003. Big up Jordan again in sickness and in health. He is here grinding away. And uh, thanks for everybody who's listening. That's all we can say, in it, Jay? Guys, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. You know, And we'll say... We'll see you next time. We've got some new things in the works we are chatting about. Keep your eye out for our new theme theme song and entrance video, which we have been working on. It yes. Very soon. It's, it's an absolute banger of, a, of an entrance. <laughs> It, or even an exit song and video but it's we're gonna have yep entrance and exits dude we're going we're going in man we're going in keep your eye out for that you know thank you to anyone that's listening thank you to everyone that retweets likes you know whatever you're doing we will catch you very soon we do have a plan we do have another show lined up for you very soon it's another wcw show and it could work. I don't think it's going to hit the heights of WrestleMania 19, but we will look forward to it. So, yeah, thank you very much for staying with us. Thank you very much for listening and for watching. Stay safe. Don't catch a cold like me. Take care, guys. Peace, everyone. See you soon.